Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. This is Rock and Roll Radio. Come on, let's rock and roll with the remote. Okay. Roll radio. Okay. I'm an old man talking about rock and roll radio. I'm a very old man. Now there's a hiss. There we go. Is there my was computer. The... Is it my computer? Was it? 
Is the his you, Catherine? I think it might be. Hang on, let me it just. Oh. Let me. Is it? Everyone, is it Kath, Amy? Everybody cool out. It is. Everybody cool out. It's my computer oh. fan going. Oh, hmm. uh, okay. Now you know what it feel like, baby. What now could be the you technical difficulty? <laughs> to be the thing that ruins the whole show, like I was last night. Yes. That's all. What is your? Is it powered by steam or something? Your computer? It's, it's doing a lot of hard work at the moment. I mean, we've got lockdown, <laughs> haven't we? It's doing all sorts. And la la la. Let me shut some wind. Oh man, let me shut some windows. <laughs> Sorry about this. It's only just started doing it when you came in. It's like a badly behaved child. Isn't it funny? I wonder if this whole coronavirus, if something is happening with technology, because um, I had terrible computer trouble yesterday. Daryl Morris, who does the show after us, also had terrible computer trouble. And I know of a few other people where their computers have just gone to cock. Could the coronavirus somehow, somehow uh, be uh, infecting computers as well, Catherine? Hello? My God. I think she's disappeared. <laughs> oh, beautiful. I love it. I love it. Hello, dear listener. Welcome to the Late Night Alternative. It was my... I disappeared for 45 minutes yesterday trying to fix a computer. It's her time uh, to disappear. We'll get her back at some point, I'm sure. Um, you can give us a call now. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You know how this works. You can call us about anything. Uh, uh, really, you can call us about absolutely anything you want. But, 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 uh, tonight we've got a very special guest. You know, um, how, do you remember 2016? Everyone was dying. Do you remember that? 2016, everybody was dying. And, um, me and Kath made a very conscious effort to get people on the show, um, and tell them that we loved them before they passed away because 2016 everyone's dying and people going oh well they were such a great artist all right well that's nice but why don't you tell them while they're still here and we had some brilliant what i guess you could call politely heritage artists old people um and and people that kind of meant a lot to me or, or catherine or both of us um, and we only got people on that we really loved and, and we celebrated them and we told them that we thought they were brilliant and that we loved them. And we had Tommy Cannon on. We had, uh, Paul Daniels on and we had the brilliant, brilliant. And, and this was actually probably my favorite, favorite one. We had, uh, Eddie Large on and it was such a joy. And, uh, as you'll know, Eddie passed away, uh, a few weeks ago. Um, he had ongoing heart problems and, um, he went into hospital and he got this bloody COVID, uh, 19 thing and he passed away. And, um, I, it, it really upset me and Catherine because we got on so well with him and I was lucky enough to put on a little show with him. And, um, I, I, he was just absolutely charming to me. I am thrilled to say, uh, that we've got Eddie's son on. We've got Ryan McGuinness on. Evening, Ryan. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not so bad, you? Yeah. Oh, it's lovely, lovely to hear you, my friend. How's um, how's everyone doing since Dad passed? Uh, we're, we're not doing too bad. It's obviously it's a very sad time. Um, obviously, with with the lockdown and everything, yeah. it's been quite difficult because my sister's coming down from Manchester, Sid the same. My dad's uh, brother and sister, we only saw them for the funeral, then they immediately had to go. So what you would normally have with that kind of, I guess, that comfort blanket of that network that you have um, of your family. We've not really had that. Uh, yeah. It's been a little bit difficult, probably harder than normal, but 
Yeah, we, we're going, okay, the, the tributes that Dad's been getting, that's what's been getting us through it. It's been overwhelming with the, the tributes that Dad's received. I, I just wish I could have, well, told him about it. Well, this is it. You want we you want these people to see these to know that they're loved before they pass away. I tell you the thing that really surprised me about your dad when he came on, um, how coy he was about everything. Not shy. He wasn't shy, but he really downplayed how successful Little and Large were, and he really downplayed um, kind of the influence and the impact that he'd had and I couldn't quite get my head around that Ryan what, what do, you, do you know what I mean oh 100% um, that's what dad was like he he always had this I wouldn't say it was a fear but he just thought people wouldn't remember him and that he didn't leave this quite clear as you just said this sort of lasting legacy that, that they have done the, the show that you, that you did that I'm sure we're going to talk about in a bit more detail that was a prime example he didn't want to do it, and he played it <laughs> down know. to the point. Yeah, well, you had to really talk him into it, yeah. and he played it down so much that none of none of my family came down because we didn't really tell them about it. He was like, "No one will turn up. I'll be performing to one man and his dog. No wow. one will care." And then I remember turning up on the day and just thinking, "It's packed. It's like there's no spare seat." And I, I just it was it was a shame that he. He just didn't quite believe it himself. I think Where did, how did that happen, Ryan? How did that happen, Ryan? Because I, I get it, little and large, you know, okay, they're seen as a bit of a joke when you compare them to, you know, Morecambe and Wise, who I think were great, but I, I think they were, you know, they've been overrated a little bit. But little and large were getting 20 odd million viewers a night. They were huge. And I just wondered where that, um, I don't know if it was insecurity, what, that, that, that lack of self-belief, where that came from. I, I think Dad was a, a little bit insecure with, with things like that. And, and I, think, I think maybe critics, when you sort of, as they guess, they sort of left the 80s, moving into the 90s, it sort of went away into a more alternative comedy as opposed to the kind of cabaret, Blackpool-type act. And, yeah. and I think that sort of the, the critique was it was they were entertaining at the end of the day that's what they were they were entertaining whether it yeah. was the most clever thing you'd ever heard or anything like that but a joke's a joke no matter what who's telling it and they were really good at what they did and and we, we did an interview recently and um sid mentioned that he was only 10 percent of the app but if you said to dad that and he heard that he would have been straight onto it to say it was 50-50, because one wouldn't work without the other. No, no. It used to get criticised, little bits like that, but that was the act. That's why it worked, and that's why they were, well, they were so well-loved. It, and isn't, it, isn't it funny how we, we really, uh, for a long, long time, um, downplay the impact that a straight man has in a comedy double act? It doesn't work unless the straight man is spot on. Exactly, yeah. I completely agree. And, and Sid is, was and, and is incredible at what he did and the two of them together we, we were lucky in a way um, not too long before dad passed they actually did um, an, an advert together Yeah. so Sid and his wife came down to Bristol and we all had a meal together and they were just bouncing off each other it was just like sort of being 
front stage of a of a little show just for the yeah. just for the five of us that were there. And you could just see and I'm so glad that we that they got that time when dad was well enough to to have that conversation, to have that just that banter between the two I mean I hate that word, but that kind of joking around between the two of them. Um it was it was just so so lovely and it was just that's how they were, that's why the act works, because they were just them. That that's what they were like. Let's, let's talk, I don't want to make the thing fully about the show that I did with your dad, but uh, w w when he came on it, w to the radio show with me and Catherine, we got on really, really well. And um, I emailed him afterwards to say, that was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. And there was just, I just felt a little bit more of a connection with him than I do normally with guests, right? And I said to him, look, I've, if you want to do like an evening with, I will put it on for you. I will host it. I don't want any of the money. You can have all of the tickets. Um, I'll, you haven't got to do anything. He went, no, nah, I'm not interested. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. And I think I may have asked him once more and he said, no, I'm, I'm really not interested. And then he, he came back and said, well, how would it work? And I said, well, I'll find a little venue and I will put it on and I'll do everything. I will um, come on and I'll interview you and I'll chat to you. And, you know, the first half will be me and you chatting and I'll find some old clips. And the second half, it'll be a Q&A from the audience. It's not a show. It's not a performance. I'll, I'll hold your hand through it. And he went, all right, but it's got to be in Portishead. And I went, well, I found a really, found a really nice theatre ready in Bristol, 26 miles away. Nope, not going. I said, I said, I'll drive you. No, nope, it's got to be in Portishead. And he kept putting all these lovely little barriers in place that were not insurmountable, but just said to me, he's really unsure about this. And then as we got closer, well, I knew that he was getting excited because as we got closer to it, he phoned me up and he said, um, so the show's going to be the first half is you interviewing me and the second half is going to be a Q&A with the audience. I said, yeah. He said, right. How would you feel if I did the first half on my own? Would you feel pushed out? And that, that to me, Ryan, was like a punch in the air moment. I went, oh, Eddie, God, uh, listen, I, I'm sure I can set out the first half. I, you know. And that to me was the turning point where he thought, well, maybe, maybe I'll give this a go. And I'd never put on one of these events before at all. I was totally out of my depth. And a few of your dad's friends came and helped me with a PA and stuff like that. But I sold yeah. too many tickets because I didn't really know about selling tickets. So I oversold it by quite a bit. And I was terrified that people weren't going to be able to get a seat and, and kick. But everyone came in. Everyone made it. And it, it was so beautiful to be there. Um, and uh, just to f you could feel it. it. The love in that room towards your dad was tangible and the look on his face once he realized it was going well oh it was magic mate it was magic wasn't it yeah i mean i remember at the time because obviously we hadn't met before and i remember coming backstage afterwards and speaking to you and i think i broke down my mum broke down crying and yeah. we were just so happy just because it Sometimes dad just needed a bit of a shove <laughs> to actually go and do something um, because of all the things that we've spoken about, the, the, the sort of feeling that it may be people wouldn't turn up and, and, and that kind of uh, view of it. But it was just, I almost, I was so glad that he got for that one more time mm. to, to experience it all again. And I mean, I'd say he played it down, played it down and, uh, but then I remember, like you were saying, him getting more and more excited. And I remember coming over 
for like family meals and things like that and he'd be like oh I'm, I'm gonna try this and oh I've got this to wear I've got this curly haired wig I'm gonna walk on with it in the front look at this t-shirt I've got with Porter's head on it and little things like that was just every time they came around there was another thing that he was adding in and he wanted to tell me about and and that's and it was so nice to see um and I think it, it definitely gave him his confidence back because he then did one one other thing uh, with Sid. Yeah, I it was um, yeah. like a, a slapstick festival in Bristol. So he actually left the confines of. He travelled. My I know God! Unbelievable. I know you've got to do a lot to get him to travel, <laughs> but he, he did it with Sid, and um, and that was nice as well. So um, it, it's just it's so. It was, it was for me. I, I I loved it, and the family loved it. And and I said before, because we played it down so much that my family who live up in Manchester didn't come down for it. But um, you thankfully recorded it, and I I yeah. sent that recording over to them so oh. that my grandkids, not my grandkids, his grandkids could um Wicked. could listen to it because treasure. That's the thing that they they've never seen dad perform really so yeah. like all these youtube videos I mean, and what i'm doing at the moment is getting all dad's old videos out and trying to put them on my laptop so i can send them all over to them because they love it <laughs> he was a hero to them i had so, a lovely afternoon ryan in your dad's mum and dad's apartment very posh apartment and eddie was trying to show me um files on a video uh, uh, on a computer on a laptop he could he couldn't do it and i'm sort of stood there going yeah. eddie have you tried this if you no no hang on I, can, I think i can do it if, now if i press this and and he didn't have a clue what he was doing bless him silly yeah. old sod but he was great yeah. how's um how's your mom How, how's patsy doing so i mean it's obviously a very difficult time yeah. um yeah I, I think it's it sort of comes and goes in in waves she she really really misses him and it was such a difficult time not for mum not to be able to go into the hospital because yeah. of obviously the coronavirus and things like that and I think that's been the hardest part about it even even since um, it, it, I think it's still that is one of the major things in amongst obviously missing dad and and what's happened but just the thought that she couldn't be there at that final part yeah. has been the hardest to sort of deal with but. Mum is strong and and she'll she'll be okay. She'll oh she'll she's some woman. Proud. What was oh, it your dad I, would say about her in Porter's Head? Yeah, she's the celebrity of Porter's yeah. Head, not that. And I know yeah, that because when I went down to the <laughs> when I went down there to the hairdressers that she was working in and um, to drop off some posters for the show and uh, it was all about patsy everyone loved her and you know and okay, then i yeah. met her and she's just so full of life she you you fall in love with her instantly your mum, because she's so full of life so upbeat and i tell you the thing that got me and i mentioned this in, in a message that i sent you is is the first half of the show and eddie's on there and i'm stood at one side just in case just in case he dried up either literally and needed a drink of water or you know just i know he was a bit worried about his ticker as well and being on stage and i was well yeah he hadn't actually been well a couple of days no. before he'd been hospital before it so i think you'd only come out maybe the day before yeah, yeah. and he, and so we were i was there just in case i had to rush on and you know is there a doctor in the house but on the opposite side in, in the wings was patsy and she stood there didn't sit down she stood there for the entire first half just just willing him on and the look of love that was coming from her I mean, I don't know how long those two have been together, but the, the love that she was, it was beautiful. And I spent a lot of the time watching her, just thinking, my God, I should be so lucky to have someone look at me that lovingly as she was doing to your dad. It was beautiful. 
Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, sorry, it gets a bit upset, but... I'm oh, sorry, mate. They, they were... Um, they're such an unbelievable couple. And, and you say the, uh, the love is just off the scale. It, I just hope that, for me, it's, it's the same with, with my relationship, anyone else's relationship. It was just... It's like the pinnacle for me. Mm. They were just so well-suited for each other. And... Um, yeah, I mean, mum, mum said the other day, like, she was dad's number one fan. And um, even, no matter how many times she heard the joke, she would always laugh as if it was the first one. <laughs> uh, and I always, because I'm looking at these old videos of the Little and Large shows, trying to sort it out for my family. You can hear mum laughing louder than anyone else in the audience. Oh, you can hear her, wow. Yeah, it's, and, you, and, I, and I'm telling you now, it won't be because she's the one sat near the microphone, it's just she would have the biggest laugh for dad. It's just, it's just funny, you can just hear it, and it's the longest, it's the longest, so it's always the last laugh you hear, because mum is carrying on laughing. She just oh. loved dad, and it was reciprocated, and they were just the perfect couple, really. Ah, oh, mate, I'm, I didn't mean to upset you, Ryan, I'm sorry. I, I, oh, I no, forget this is so uh, recent, isn't no, it? No, I know, but... When did you uh, when did you know Dad was famous? Um, I always remember. I used to get so annoyed because we'd I, he'd be doing these shows, so I knew nothing different. So Dad would be doing all these pantomimes and summer seasons and everything. And the bit that I guess I realised that Dad was well known was when we'd leave the theatre at the end and we'd leave the backstage and I'd have to stand there for half an hour as he signed every autograph and did yeah. everything that he would do. And he'd hand me his big, which when I was only about six years old, this big, to me, ridiculously heavy leather bag that he had all his stuff in. <laughs> and I'd be weighed down by it, stood next to him for half an hour thinking, please, can we just go with all these people? And he'd had his son, a really miserable six-year-old. But that's probably the time that I, I remember thinking, oh, Dad, not another autograph. Can we just go home now, please? But, um, yeah, and then you just sort of suddenly hear things. But it's been, it's been I, I guess, like even now, uh, people that I work with that would, would have no idea who, who my dad was because I wouldn't sort of tell them for any other reason but have seen things that have happened and they've been like, oh, my God, your dad was a legend. I loved him as a kid. Yeah. And you just kind of, you, you kind of forget about it because, for me, it is my dad and... I, it is, I've lost my dad and that is so difficult to get over and everything like that. But then you get all these little reminders of, oh God, yeah, dad played this down. But even now you're thinking thousands of people are contacting us as a family just to wish us well. And, and you suddenly realise, oh, I, I don't even realise. Some lovely, really lovely um, pics of the uh, uh, of the funeral, and of course, it, it, I mean it's it, it's bad enough losing anybody, a dad, any time. I lost mine a few years ago, but doing it when there's all this social distancing and you're not, you can't really hug people. And but the the pictures of the people that stood out on the street as the the, the procession went past, there's a, there, a lot of love for him. I mean that was that was unbelievable, mm. and I mean that came off the back of. I just put a Facebook post um, on the, like, the Hello Porter's Head Facebook page just to say, oh, on Friday, it's my dad's funeral. Um, if people want to come out, I understand it. With obviously what's going on if you aren't able to, but if you want to. And, I'm, and we're thinking, oh, there might be a couple of people yeah. and like, like friends of the family. But then it really, like, we had all the bits outside the flat and then through the high street, 
it was just overwhelming. And I, I thought to myself, well, if I actually knew what I was doing publicity-wise and actually tried to publicize things and there was no lockdown, all this social distancing, how many people would have would yeah. have come out for him? Even in these troubled times, there were, well, I mean, at least over 100 people there. And he just said, God, imagine if we'd made the effort to, to do it. Because I would just thought, well, well, we'll do it, see what happens. And then it was just, oh, that- my, my, my sisters and they... It was so overwhelming. When, when they all applauded, that tipped me over the edge because it was such a nice tribute. That Portishead Facebook page, I'd forgotten about that. They were really, <laughs> that was really helpful to me when I was trying to organise the thing. <laughs> yeah. They put me in touch with the fellow that ran the hardware store because he would sell tickets for me and let me put a poster yeah. up. And it was, <laughs> it was all of this. Um, you must have seen, your dad took great pride in showing me the, um, I watched loads of videos with him, uh, showing me uh, the This Is Your Life clip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a great one, isn't it? Your dad looks really peed off as well, though. If you've not seen it, dear listener, maybe on YouTube, I don't know. It's, um, they're doing, um, singing in the rain in this, in a, in a theatre, and it's really big, la- la- lavish production, and there's water everywhere, and it's a soaking wet stage. And Michael Aspel walks out with the, the big red book, Little and Large, This Is Your Life. And your dad, for the first bit, looks like, what are you doing on my stage? Get off my stage. Oh, it's This Is Your Life. Right, I see. I mean, at the time, I mean, that was such a huge program and it was such an honour to, to, to get that. And, yeah, I, I remember because obviously I was, I think I was only 11 at the time, so I wasn't really entrusted with the secret. Did they not um, tell you? Well, I, it's only until like a, maybe a few days before. And I, I always remember because we left, um, we were in Blackpool because I was doing summer season with Joe Longthorne. And um, I remember being in the car and I lied to my dad as like a 10 or 11 year old going, oh, we're going to go see Alan Grandad. Are we going to go see Alan Grandad? And I was going, yeah, yeah, of course we are. And then oh, we drove, wow. um, drove to the studio. That was like my first acting role, I think, when I was that 10 of trying to fool wow. my dad into not realizing he was going to be on This Is Your Life. But oh. like, yeah, that was, that, was, um, that was great. I mean, it was, it was all, all really exciting. I remember sitting in the studio waiting for them to arrive. Because we must have been there for quite a while beforehand, and then, yeah. they, I mean, it is literally they get picked up and they go straight to the show. There's no sort of this is your life, and then they record it however many days later. It was really the end of the show, and then they drove down to the studios, and then wow. we filmed it. So I think they filmed it maybe half one in the morning. Incredible. And, um, and yeah, I, I remember being so excited and so nervous because I was about to be on television, and I'm like ten years old and. And then for Dad to meet all his friends, and I mean, Sid, in fact, Sid was talking to us about This Is Your Life the other day because, unfortunately, so many are no longer with us. You yeah. had Norman Collier, who Dad and Sid and our family absolutely adored. You had Frank Carson on there as well. People sadly no longer with us, and and, and that sort of group of Sid, Dad. Frank Carson, Norman Collier, and I mm. think Jim, De- Jim Davidson as well did. Who um, they did like a, a quite a few summer seasons in a row, I think. And they, I think, it was in Blackpool, and they were sort of like thicker thieves for a, for a while, just mm. having having a great time. And it's a shame that that sort of era is. I mean, I guess everyone's sort of at that at that age now. But um, yeah, Dad loved it, and he, he made so many friends in the in and out of the out of the business of sort of that era really 
Ryan, very quickly, I think Catherine, we had a few problems with Catherine. Are you there now, Kath? I am, yeah. I'm listening you, you, intently. It was, um, I mean, Eddie was just the perfect guest, wasn't he? So we had him on. So lovely. You know, as a Mancunian growing up and having someone who talked like my granddad, talked like my, my family on television, it was a big deal to me. And so to finally meet him, I didn't really know what to say when we met him, Porter said, but um, he was everything I hoped he would be. The warmth was there. I thought the nerves were really charming and um, he did such a great job, such a great job. It was such a pleasure to meet him, such an honour. Um, Thank you. Ryan, you're, you're, I mean, you know, your dad was a legend. It's an overlooked, John, my friend John is sending me, uh, just tweeted me a picture of, of that night and he, when he met your dad. Um, it's, an, it's an overused word, but your dad was a legend and you talk about that generation of comedians. They're kind of the, the bridge from the old music hall to, to comedy that we have now and, and there aren't many of them left and people would kill to get 22, 23, 24 million viewers, which is what your dad was getting every single week man yeah. you know every you, you you can't get those figures and be crap you know there's got to be something um going on it was i'm i'm i was by the way i was so touched so i, I was asleep when good morning britain was on and I, I woke up to loads of people saying um uh you've uh, eddie's son has just mentioned you on good morning britain i'm like what what i, I was so honored that you and, and your mum considered that worthy of mentioning in, in in that tribute to your dad so thank you it was a thrill for me to play a tiny part in in his life and 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 you know giving him a little bit of confidence it sounds so thank you for that um ryan lots of love to you and your mum and the rest of the family how's sid doing is, is, is sid must be um I know they didn't see, you know, they saw each other on and off and they weren't as physically as close as people might expect, but he must have been, he must be gutted. Well, I mean, the, the thing about Dad and Sid is that, I mean, they, they, they turned professional in 1963 and they were obviously friends long before that as well. So they've been like best friends for years and years and years and they were like brothers effectively. Mm. So... It, it's so upsetting for Sid and it, Sid gave a really nice eulogy at, at the funeral just talking about the the time when sort of before we would have known because we know about the sort of little and large pro progression and all, the, all that sort of the career side of things so he more spoke about them as friends and and that's the and despite the fact they worked so long together they would speak every day really every wow. day and um and when dad was in hospital Sid and Cherie came down a couple of times in, in the build-up to it they might not have they might have lived at other ends of the country and but they spoke all the time um i think people always wonder what it what it's like with double acts are they as close off stage as they appear to be on and to the end they were great great friends and it's Sid's lost not just someone that he was a, in a comedy double act with, he's lost one of his best friends and yeah, so, but he, I think it, it really did hit Sid hard and like, like it did with all of us and, um, but again, Sid in everything that he's paid tribute to dad has been amazing and mm. him and his wife have, have spoken to us quite a few times. Uh, over the past three weeks just to make sure that we're okay because we are close families i mean i i grew up in their dressing room year <laughs> after year so i know them all i know them so well and, and their son dominic exactly the same we both grew up we were always there every 
every pantomime, every Christmas, every summer we would have been there because the summer season yeah. used to be like three months long and even pantomimes would start in November, end in March. So we'd be there wherever they were in the dressing rooms all the time. So we're so close, the two families, and it's definitely hit them really hard. But it just goes to show that what they appeared to be like to everyone else, that is what they were like. They were, they were best friends. I, I did. Rem- well, I, I will let you go in a second. I just, I did rem- just remember that I had to apologise to your dad because I did a show with him. I did. Uh, I was on the Weakest Link with with him. It oh, was yes, like I know. It, it was a comedian special. I'm not quite sure how I snuck on there, but it was like old school versus new school. And the penultimate round, it was me, uh, your dad, and Jim Bowen. And um, I, I vote. Me and Jim voted your dad off. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Me and your dad oh, voted. Yeah. Me and I Jim voted your dad off. He's he's told me many a time he was also the strongest link that round. Yeah, so, he was. He was. I know. It's terrible. I can hear the not, anger in your voice. I'm yeah, so not going to say that we as a family bear a grudge, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, may God bless him wherever he is now. And lots of love to you. Please give your mum a big hug from me because I, I adore Patsy so, so much. And love to the rest of the family. Very quickly, oh, not very quickly, as long as you want. Your, your dad, as we know, had uh, a lot of heart problems, and um, you're raising some money, aren't you, for one of the places that, that really, well, that saved his life first time round. Yeah, thank you for reminding me about that. I that slipped my mind. But um, yeah, so in honour of dad, um, we set up a Just Giving page. So 17 years ago, dad had a heart transplant, um, and effectively, if dad hadn't have had it, he would have died 17 years ago. So we got 17 years that we would never have got. And it was an, ab- wow. it's been an absolute blessing. So my, um, my nieces and nephew, they would never have met dad had he not had this heart transplant. And There's a thought, it, isn't it? It's, it's things like that. And, and, and dad was a big campaigner for the, the opt out, um, with, with donors and things like that. And, the gift that the donor gave the, of the extra 17 years as a family, uh, well, I, I can't, there's nothing we can do to repay it. But what we've tried to do is set up this Just Giving page. If, if, if people were fans of Dad and were in any way touched by everything that they did and in terms of making people smile, making people happy, and you want to give a contribution, no matter what it may be, whatever you can afford, if anything, I know everyone's sort of... Um, fundraising at the moment it's just our way of trying to honor dad and pay mm. back for for those 17 years that we got and it's Papworth hospital with a hospital that he um, that he had and, and to be and one thing i need to say about that hospital as well is even a couple of days ago Papworth hospital rang my mum just to see how she was doing wow. um because they would go up That's to Papworth every month and they were in constant contact so every time dad had anything wrong with him Papworth would always be involved because they had to make sure the heart was okay and all the tablets he was on. But even to the point of now, they still check in on mum to make sure she's okay. And, and that, to me, just shows what the NHS and that hospital are all about. It's an NHS hospital and the care and the duty of care that they did. I'm I, I just so thankful for everything that they, that they did throughout, not just the transplant, but all the support afterwards. And um, I think even, no, well, maybe I shouldn't say this, but even, there was even a nurse who came to Dad's show from Patworth on the show that you did um, because he 
they sort of, well, as he did with you, he made an impact of people yeah. that were treated him and things like that. And they've just become such a major part of our family that any anything, if people want to contribute, it's a fundraising page. Um, it, I, I can tweet it out. Um, but if you tweet it, you large. tweet it, and um, and I'll I'll retweet it. I'm just looking at the total now. So far, you've got uh, over sixteen hundred quid. So well done. But if you it's send me a little tweet with it, I'll I'll yeah. post it out again. And um, thank you. Can get, yeah, get really appreciate that. Quid. Yeah, Ryan, lots of love, mate. Stay in, stay in touch. And I look when this nonsense is over. But, but let's meet up and have a lunch or something. Yeah, definitely. That'd be great. Nice one, Ryan. Thank you, mate. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you both. Bye bye. Oh man, Catherine. And the, the, the thing is, uh, I forget it's the guy's dad, and it's a really recent event. You know, you forget yeah. that it's time has become elastic. You know, Eddie Large is not doesn't seem like a real person to us because he's Eddie Large off the telly. Uh, I, and I, 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 I did go in a little bit. I don't want to say hard. It wasn't a hard, but you know, you forget. It's just the guy's just lost his dad. You know, yeah. it's um, tough thing. He's such a nice man though, wasn't he, Ryan? And and Eddie was just um delightful shall we it's take just a, a lovely family honestly you were talking a little bit about patsy and how everyone loves her they, they, they're just such a charismatic bunch you know the yeah. fact is that they were open and warm yeah. and fun and you know exuberant and everything people want to be around um what a family what a beautiful family let's take a little breaky break and then when we come back we will take your calls dear listener oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. All right, Boyley, let's do this, shall we? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to Dredge. Good evening, Dredge. Hello. So yeah, I mean that whole show was like so DIY, and the thing you know the Eddie Large. Oh, the Eddie Large and, thing in Portishead, wouldn't it? The thing about it was. It could have all gone incredible. It could have all gone disastrously wrong. But 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 because you were went planning, you were planning to assassinate him, weren't you? Well, I, I like to keep that quiet. But Sorry. it all it all went completely right. Yeah. yeah. And and it was, the amazing thing was the the atmosphere after that show. You know, the atmosphere during the show and then afterwards, the atmosphere was still sort of heightened. And, uh, you know, I, I've rarely experienced anything like that at a, at a show. It was you know magic. I mean? It was magic. That was love. That was pure love in that room. And um, I was a nervous wreck. And it was just I, I, it was just joyous. Everything fell into place. And um, what a thrill. One of one of my top 10 uh, things that I've done in my life that, that evening easily. Do you mind me? I mean, what made you put that on? Because you'd never done it before, and I doubt you'll do something like that again. I, what, what was it that actually made you do that? Because it was a lot of... We liked him. That's what yeah. happened. We really we liked clicked, him. We clicked more than I've ever clicked with another guest. I just felt like... A, I just felt a connection with him. I felt bad that he didn't... That he obviously didn't feel loved. And he, in some parts of that interview, the way I remember, I've not heard it back... He felt like he was a little bit embarrassed of some of his history. And I just thought, nah, 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 that's, that's not right. In my head, I thought, if this goes well, we can make a little tour out of this. And, you know, we can, we can go and do shows all over the country. But it, he only wanted to do that one. And, 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 and that was that. It just, I tell you why I did it, Dredge. It just felt like a really nice thing to do to someone. It felt like a really e e easy gift to give to someone that I respected. 
a lot. And I think, you know, I think we, off the top of my head, I think we sold, we made about two grand on the tickets. I think I took 300 quid out of that which didn't cover the posters and the hiring costs and the um, the petrol and all of that. I was down by about 200 quid, but I took that to cover some of it and, and gave him the rest, you know. And I, I don't think he needs the money. His apartment was, was stunning. Um, but I, I wanted to show him that I wasn't, I wasn't there to rip him off. You know, this was, this was purely about him having a good night. Mm-hmm. I mean, he turned up yesterday on television. Uh, it was a program about Blackpool that was absolutely fascinating it's probably still on the iPlayer and he said he was he was amazed when he saw his face go by on the side of a tram (laughs) (laughs) because you know they had these these adverts about these shows and what what was interesting a lot of the people on that program were were very self-deprecating I mean Cannon and Bull were on it yeah and they said you know they turned up for, for the show on the North Pier and there was this massive queue going down to the sea and uh you know bobby bull says to tommy who's on besides us then it was just them you know yeah. Nobody else. yeah yeah and um i just you know it's fascinating uh the thing i think about those and we, we had tommy cannon on and we we talked about it yeah. briefly i wonder how much double acts of which there aren't that many but double acts from that era um ha- uh felt they were in the shadow of Morecambe and Wise in the same way that all bands from the 60s are compared to the Beatles. Because um, Morecambe and Wise were good, but they, when they went to ITV, they were awful. I mean, the ITV stuff is unwatchable. And some of, you know, the Christmas specials we get every year are great, but th- some of their stuff was hit and miss. Um, and, and I think Cannon and Ball were, were... Cannon and Ball make me laugh more than Morecambe and Wise. And and there must be something about all oh, you're, you're never going to be as as as, as good as as uh, as um, Morecambe and Wise. Mm. I think mm. there's also perhaps a little bit of a northern thing going on where you talk yourself down because you don't want to sound like you're uh, above your station. Yeah. And I also think that the times we've spoken to quote unquote heritage acts, right? They're always waiting for the kick. They're always waiting for us to oh, um, say, Daniels. yeah, actually, we think you're old-fashioned and crap. And they're waiting for the punchline to be them. And so, um, and for many years, you know, 90s, they were the punchline. I can completely understand it. And so that, I think that is still a factor for a lot of these um, acts. And it's a real shame because they were showmen, like proper showmen. Do you know what? When you said that, Kat, for some reason, I thought you were going to say, and it's a real shame because they were proper shit. <laughs> That's <what> I <laughs> When I heard that emphasize shirt, sure, I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Kat, do, 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 do you know a lot about Blackpool? I mean, I've never been there, but that yeah. program is enough to make me want to go. Yeah, when I was a kid, going to Blackpool was something, I mean, we were from Manchester, so um, it wasn't very far away. And I remember us all piling into my auntie's uh, transit van and being taken to Blackpool. And it was a proper day out. You know, it was, it felt the closest to a holiday you could get. And for the adults, it was, you know, they they call it the Vegas of the North, and not for no reason. Yeah, okay, it's got a bit shabby and stuff, but, you know, the Tower Ballroom, some of these acts that went to Blackpool, they wouldn't have been able to... People there wouldn't have been able to go to London to see these people. It was a big deal. It was proper showbiz. And so, you know, Blackpool has got a real place in, in, in people's hearts over there. There was a brilliant uh, anecdote Paul had told on this documentary when they were doing Heidi High there, 
Howdy ho. Was, thank you. You've seen it. There was a, there was a reception for them. And, the, you know, the mayor of Blackpool was there with all the dignitaries or whatever. They, and they, they didn't have canapes. They had jammy dodgers. I just thought that was brilliant. <laughs> Dredge, nice to talk to you, mate. And thank you again for your help um, on, on that night in Portishead. It was lovely <laughs> me and Eddie bossing you around as you're running around getting the questions from the audience. Um, and it was, um, I'm, I'm really grateful for the help because I was, I was totally out of my depths. And so having someone there, and Kath came and helped out, and having you there, it, it, it really meant a lot, mate. So thank you very much. No problem, no problem. Uh, yeah, it was a great night. Cheers, mate. See you later. Let's go to James. Good evening, James. Hi, Ian. Hi, Kath. Hey, James, what you got for us? Hi, first time calling, by the way. How long have you been Hooray. listening for? A uh, couple of years. There's the bell for you. You get the bell. Thank you. Yeah. Um, just wanted to give you a call, Ian, really, just to say word on the way you handled that rude caller last night. And well, didn't get you down today. Well, well, no, no, no. Didn't, for those who don't know, this was the, the call last. The, there was a call at the end of the show last night. It didn't get me down. I was a little bit angry afterwards, just at the way I was spoken to. But what Kath, yeah. Kath and I have got into a really nice habit of after the show, pretty much straight after the show, I, t- I turn everything off and then we um, WhatsApp each other. We have a WhatsApp video phone call, I believe it's called, uh, and we just talk through the show bits that we thought worked, bits that we didn't, you know, and have a little whinge about some of you callers, <laughs> and. Um, we just talked, I, we, Kath was angry and, and I was angry and we just talked each, each other down and in the end we felt sorry for her. We okay, felt, okay, felt sorry for her. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, 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 me four or five years ago, I'd have told her to get stuffed. Um, but, but that's not me now and I just felt sorry for her that someone so, yeah. someone was so angry and so, you know, had to make up stuff. Not everyone agrees with you. Um, there are, a f- we've had a few, uh, texts coming in. Ian, could I just give out a big shout out to your caller, Jill, last night? Well, that wasn't her name, who no. brought you down to size and gave you more than a bit of your own medicine, Ian Lee. Well done, Jill, for beasting this far left nut job. Okay. Rubbish. Yeah. And then there was another, there was a tweet somewhere. So, so some, it's, it's really interesting. Some people heard a different thing to what you heard, James. Mm. And, and, and that's always going to be the way it is. You know, yeah. if people like me, they will have heard, you know, a very angry woman embarrassing herself. If people dislike yeah. me, they would have heard me being humiliated. I think if, if people have been sensible and neutral, they would have heard something very similar to what you heard, James. Well, and that's fine. The thing, the thing that wound me up here is she didn't actually even know what she was reading in about. <laughs> it, it did. I was thinking through it um, last night, and it was she'd phoned up to complain because she'd heard half of a phone call, which exactly. was about another phone call she had not yeah. heard. So she'd yeah. heard about a quarter of what she was complaining about. <laughs> um, I just, I just listen. Uh, 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 those people, I feel sorry for. Well, I just wanted to bring up, make sure you're right. That's all. Sorry. Thank you, mate. I am absolutely fine. Tip top, Dandy. I've had a great day, James. Thank you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Amy, can I just check? Are my levels okay where you are? Yeah. But you're beautiful. It works. You can go and watch the show on YouTube now. YouTube.com slash Ian Lee. I finally got the bloody thing working. Oh my God, Catherine, what a technical nightmare. Yeah, it's but been. out of technical nightmares comes improvement, so... It comes yeah. improvements. Um, let's talk to Daniel, and then we'll uh, you and I can have a little proper chat, or maybe we'll do that after the news. Good evening, Daniel. Hello, Lee and Kate. Hi. My 
my kids, Daniel, they like, um, every now and then they get vaguely interested in what I do. And the other day, my kids said, when do you get the weirdest callers? When? And I said, well, we get, when, when it's a full moon, we get weird callers. And we tend to get weird callers sort of Thursday, Fridays. That's when it tends to get a little bit more strange. And they said, give us an example of a weird caller. And do you know what I, what I discussed with them, Daniel, to give that example? No idea. No, not a clue? Not a clue, yeah. It was you, Daniel. <laughs> it was you. And I said, we have a caller called Daniel who is either absolutely insane or is a genius. And they said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, I'll tell you. And I explained your plan about drones fly trying to deliver stuff and flying and then landing on taxis that would take them part of the way. Then they'd fly a little bit and then they'd land on a taxi. And I, and I said to my boys who are 10 and 8, I said, right, boys, is that genius or is that absolutely nuts? Have a guess what they said. Genius. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. So I apologise for everything <laughs> I've ever said. My kids think you're a genius, Daniel. Keep at it. Yeah, one day I, I mapped the, 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 all the colours into algorithms. So from zero to nine you have different colours, and I would say what are the colours of the algorithm. Have, have you done that, or are you going to do that? Yeah, I, I did it. But oh, uh, oh, oh, I that, for another reason. That, no, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. You've got, like, what, an Excel spreadsheet or something of so we callers. Have, we have ten algorithms, right, ten numbers? Yes. Each number, each of these ten numbers is one different color. So what does that... I'm going to so what, you've mapped ten callers or you've mapped oh, them all? Yeah. So the color of zero would be black and white. The color, no, no, so, sorry, the color of nine would be black and white. The color of zero would be transparent. Oh. Uh, and then we would have other, other colors. And so, but, so you're not, you're not writing about specific colors. Like it wouldn't be Barry from Watford is a nine. You've just made what? A, a so piece number, of art. Number seven would be Fer, Fer, Ferrari. Ferrari, the red color. Yes. Um, can you send this to me? Yeah, I'll send. I have to find it. It will take me some time to find it, but I'll send okay. it. Okay. Oh, oh, is... oh, hang on a minute. You're saying colours, not callers. Yeah, the same co colours, colours. Yeah. Oh, well, you... <laughs> <laughs> but today I, ca I called because we have this problem. We have this problem. <laughs> it doesn't really matter, does it? He's saying colours, not callers, and then he went, yeah. Colours, colours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go, go on. So what did you call him for tonight, Daniel, yeah, so my brother? We have this problem with haircuts. Like, uh, we cannot go to the barber for a, a, an haircut. And uh, so one solution would be to use ultra li ultraviolet light, ultraviolet oh. light to clean the, the devices. What devices? Yeah, you can buy Scissors. On, on, online. You can buy this ultraviolet light that kills everything. Oh, including the kills dark. the lysis, did you say? 
ultraviolet. Oh. Ultraviolet light. If you have cats and you you are allergic to the cats germs, you can put the cat. Have in you been cat. hanging out with Donald Trump? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 you absolute genius! I love it. Okay, and uh, so 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 ultraviolet light would. Are you saying it would cure coronavirus? Uh, yeah, it does. It does. So the thing is, my wife doesn't does, want yeah. to do me an haircut, and I cannot do it myself. Like no, ah, yeah, but haircuts. Yes. You've got a wife. Okay, yeah, Sorry, I've got a wife, my, but my wife doesn't want to uh, cut me my hair. And yeah. no. is your wife Jesse J? No, no, no. You know, no, no on eBay. You can buy a no, no. Yes, I know about no nos. What's a no, no? No. It's a hair. It's a hair. It's for like getting rid of fuzzy hair. So you know, uh, oh, okay. your, that, your tash and all that. If you're a, a lady, you're, okay. And I don't understand why we've got talking about no nos now, but I'm intrigued. You can buy a no no for less than fifty quid. Wowzers, that's a bargain. Yes, yeah, quite good. It, it's, it uses laser to cut. The yeah, but isn't that for very fine hair? It's not for like head hair, is it? I think it's perfect, but my wife doesn't want to use it, and she has a problem. Like she doesn't want to use it. Like, hang on a minute. Let me say yeah. Is this the song that you play when you get your hair cut with your no-no? takes a long time to get to the core don't bore us get to the chorus so you've cut your own hair with a no-no he's put the phone down is he put the phone down yeah what well it turns out there is a limit oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio late night ian lee on talk radio In a wedding group, here we are for a photograph. We're all dressed up in the morning suit, all trying not to laugh. She's the early caveman in his fur, took a trip to Gretna Green. There's always been a photographer to recall the happy scene. Oh, yeah, what a picture, click, what a picture, what a photograph. Poor old soul, blimey, what a joke, hat off in a cloud of smoke. Have hands, stamp your feet, banging on the big bass drum. What a picture, what a picture, um the um bum 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 Stick it in your family album The same thing happened long ago when man was in his prime And what went on we only know from the snaps he took at the time When Adam and Eve in their birthday suit decided to get wed as Adam Get ready to join in Barry, here we go Put his line down, that was awful. Put his line down. Put his line down. Or seen it in the Shakespeare play. How Juliet fell for Romeo in the merry month of May. And as he climbed the orchard wall to reach his lady fair. Let's give Barry one more chance. Come on, Barry, you can do this. Are you ready? Yes. Go. 
for a picture. What a picture, what a photograph. Bill Brown said, Bill Brown said, it was so stamp your feet. Banging on a big bass drum. Bong. What a picture. What a picture. Rum tiddly um tum 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 tum. Ian Lee, you stick it. Up your bum. Hello? That was awful. That was awful. I thought you would have been um, SH1T hot at singing that, but that was well, terrible, I, man. I know most of it. There was just a little stanza I was not familiar with, but I did know most of it. Okay. Did you ever meet Tommy Steele? Oh, but half a sixpence, not so. Yeah, <laughs> and was he called that because was he called half a sixpence because he had um, the end of his penis blown off? Yes, that's correct. But I can so. I tell you this? <laughs> this is true, and I don't know whether to tell you this. Oh, tell us, tell us, tell us. We won't. When tell I used to do Steve Wright in the afternoon, and uh, no one's given me the sack, so maybe I will be going back there. <laughs> oh, you were the I, old man. They wouldn't call you Barry from Watford, would they? No, that was the old lady. They would call me Barry. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I. It's funny when you were doing that because I remember thinking, "Oh, that's." No. That's weird. I, That's, uh, didn't well, ask for I did it for about ten years. Yeah, yeah didn't ask for permission. When he, I was waiting to go on once, I started talking to Tommy Steele oh. um, outside the studio. I was about yes. to go in, uh, sharing a cheeky snout. That's it, and we, you know we're all you know uh, yes. talking about clogs and you know uh, uh, pearly cockney kings and all that sort yes. of thing. Yes. And this is where I think I'm... Pearly cock rings and kings. Wow. <laughs> I might tell you about this another time. It's not for the... On the don't air, tell us. Please. Tell us about pearly cock rings and no, kings. No, I, I don't want to, because I don't want Tommy to be cross with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you another time, Ian. Oh. <laughs> that is... Well done, Barry. That is the first time yeah. I've ever heard you censor yourself and it's something i think well, you could do a whole lot more wow come on i'm funny i'm okay. funny am i go on I'm, be funny i'm doing well i'm doing a keep your spirits up special oh, 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 oh hang on hang on hang on a minute hang yeah. on a minute hang on a minute yeah, right. <laughs> here we go here we Not go the here crap, we go man. no the, the good one. Oh, hang on <laughs> Keep your spirits up special. Please, I want to go, mental. We're all stuck at home. Someone throw me a bone. Oh, and we will. The dentist got the special. The last bit don't work. Get the cat special. Get the cat what? special. I don't know what, what that means. Get What have we got tonight, Barry? We're excited. The mood. Oh. The mood is, is up anyway Ooh. because our Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, is back. He's fighting coronavirus uh, yes. uh, single-handed. Uh, so we're, we're, the mood oh. is pretty up at the moment, Barry. Oh, How can dear. you take us higher, baby? Take me higher, baby. Uh, I want to get higher. Well, I've got to be honest. I did yes. ring up and I didn't have much to say. Okay, for uh, the last 20 years, yes. No, but what I wanted, <laughs> what I wanted to Funny. say is I, I once went to Blackpool. Oh. And wow. it was jolly nice. Okay. And I'm I really thought, hoping there's an anecdote uh, somewhere yes, in this. I, a comedian called Mike Lancaster. I saw Bobby Davro. Um, what's his name? Cooperman. Um, Russ Abbott. <laughs> Cooperman. And, <laughs> ah, Cooperman. Ah, 
That's the thing. That's how you do. That's how you remember Ross Abbott. Yeah. He's Cooperman. I would have gone with um, uh, Brooke Bond. Brooke Bond. Basildon Bond. Basildon Bond. Oh, Miss Funny Fanny used to do that. (laughs) 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 He's basically doing on a show for kids a joke about the shape of a woman's vagina. Well, yes, it is a bit funny though, isn't it? But the thing is, what I was going to say was also. Love the pill was but the my favourite. Yeah. Do you remember the roly polies with the mighty atom? Oh, I do. Yes, there was something oh, about but... some of those roly polies. Oh yes, did it for me as a young oh, lad. Oh yes. my goodness, a big big <laughs> girls from then. All... I wonder if she's not still with us. Is she the mighty atom? I, sus- <laughs> I suspect with 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 a lifestyle like that. Um, yeah, she probably passed away some time ago. Yeah, okay. Time ago. Okay, let's not let's not bring that down. No. Um, so I don't. The long and short of it is, I don't have much to confess. <laughs> so that's the truth of it. But unlike right. some of your callers, I'm prepared to be upfront about it. Exactly. Know? At least we we don't we don't waste any time fanny no. funny fannying about trying to fish no. for something. You have acknowledged. <laughs> You, yeah. you haven't got anything. No, I haven't. But I want to phone it and just do my little bit for everyone. If you're feeling a bit down, everyone, don't worry. We'll be out of this soon. Come on. <laughs> we won't. We're going to be in it for years. I've got an idea for Barry, right? Oh, yeah. Instead of just telling people... I've got to an like... idea for Barry, but I'm not allowed to say it on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> we've done the gene up thing. We've done it a few times. Why don't we go 2020 and do a guided meditation? Oh! Get everyone with their eyes closed. Get them breathing, right, Barry? You can suggest whatever you like. What a lovely idea! Let Ian, have you got the meditation music? I have got some meditation. Meditation music. Let's get all zen in that. What you need? If you wanna, here we go. Be the best. There we go. There we go. Oh, oh, that's an advert. That's an advert. That's not it. Hang on a second. Just while Ian's finding the music, just take a chance to limber up a bit, just shake it out, shake it out, guys. Do you know what, do you know what meditation is? No, when you shake it out first, just to say you're not if, tense. I don't know if you do shake it up. Look, who's leading this? I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. The Dalai Lama, come on. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That's it. Could I have two popper dumps, please? And... <laughs> He's gone racist. He's gone. Well, that's what it sounds like. He's gone. He's gone racist. It doesn't sound like a Tibetan, you know, Abbey. It sounds like a Tibetan Abbey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, a Tibetan monastery. It sounds like the Raj Dukes in Crouch End, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me let me type in here Tibetan music. Just while Ian's finding the music, oh, don't don't limber up. Just sit down. <laughs> just <laughs> relax. Deep breaths. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Oh, that's, that's nice. Who's this, then? Enya. <laughs> <laughs> we 
um, we were in, went before the lockdown. Me and Kath were um, on yeah. Thursdays. James Whale has musicians coming in to to the show to to sing yeah. and dance and stuff. Some of them aren't that great. Some of them are brilliant, right? And some most mm-hmm. of them aren't very well known. You'll never right. guess who he had um, in one night. It wasn't Enya, but it's a bit like Enya. Kiki D. No, 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 no. Think a bit like no. She's nothing like Enya. Think a little bit like Enya. It's someone who's ethereal. Ethereal, yeah. Yeah, someone ethereal. Oh, God, is it someone like Judy Zook? No, it's someone really like Enya. Like Like they might have shared a womb at one point. Identical to Enya. So she's ethereal, she's like Enya. There's a woman in it, but it's a group. Uh, let me give you a clue, I'll give you a clue. Uh, Linda's Farm. Not Linda's Farm. Here we go. Robin, Robin, the hooded man. Uh, Robin, Robin, who? Does it go uh, hood? Goes, the it hood goes, is mine. You know it goes hood. Just go hood. It goes. <laughs> Can you give me a clue? I'm getting, we're giving you a clue. All right, let's do it together because it needs, it needs more. Three, than two, Terrifying. Okay. Relax. No, no, this isn't the meditation. We're telling you who the artist is. Oh. You recognise this? Oh, it's not. uh, Go on. It's not uh, Sarah Thingy who went out with um, (laughs) Sarah Brightman. It was Clanad, mate. <laughs> oh, but she was in Clanad, wasn't she, Enya? Oh, she might have been. Oh, well, then, there you go. You should have got it even easier then. Oh, oh I need no, a bloody I... meditation now. My left arm's gone numb. How what? Many, uh... Isn't that what lovely? Are we on to the you... meditation or what not? Did you... What did you say? I don't know. Did you say, homie, homie, who? <laughs> I was doing that song. <laughs> my um, my boys are in the choir at school, and um, they were singing a song the other day <laughs> around the house. And I said, "What is that?" Oh, it's what we're singing in choir, and it's like some um, it's like some sort of African native African song, right? Which is great, yeah. Yeah. but they're two posh white kids and they're singing this african song oh, and God. it sounded like you going also i don't want them singing african songs okay i'm a racist <laughs> right let's let's here we go everybody everybody is it we just, we're ready we're doing, now we're doing, yeah. we're doing it now Can you turn the big light off big light off <laughs> breathing through right, your good. nose all right i'm doing it i'm doing it out through your mouth, breathing through your nose, 
Out through your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and now, stop making me laugh, please. And now, Cats just try to. Can you not speak him, please, in the class? <laughs> if you can now just imagine all the things that you were worrying you about today, all that stuff. Mm. Get rid of it. Get, nope. get put into a box. Can we carry on breathing in and out? Yeah, this is simultaneously as you're breathing, you know. And just think about all them things. Go to a safe place, somewhere safe. Open the door of the... (laughs) Open the door of this special place. Put all your cares in there. Shove them all in there. Shove them in. Shove them in. Push them all in. Lock the door. Are we suppressing pain here? Are we are we supposed to release it? <laughs> Anything you want to release. Just, and just try and follow this mantra. Can you play it again, Ian? <laughs> the mantra. I gotta go slip me something. I can't play the mantra. <laughs> the mantra. Oh, here, we here, we here, we here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the man. Yeah. Here after three. Hang on. No, no, no. Don't get. Don't be so confident. Oh, so I've got. I've, I've lost it now. Oh crap. Here we go. Are right, you counting us in? One, two. I know it off by heart. One. Oh, you do it. All right, you do. It. Either you'll do it or I'll play it, and Kath has right, to guess do who's it. doing it. One more time. <laughs> Somewhere listening to this is a Maori going, well, that's very rude. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and so it goes on. Well, I hope that's helped. Uh, oh, is that it? We done? <laughs> yeah, try to come round there. Come round there. And that's it. Just breathe. Just breathe. Open your eyes. Look around. There we are. Um, <laughs> and I've got some good news, Barry. You feel much better. The mighty atom is still alive, mate. Oh, my God. Is Isn't it? This is what Dippy is telling me on Twitter. The mighty atom, Mo Morland, is still oh alive. God. Fantastic news, everybody. Every Stop worrying. I've been thinking about that for quite some time. It, the mighty atom's alive. Wonderful stuff, everyone. Good night. Night all. Night, Barry. No, no. Speak to you tomorrow or... Well, yeah, we'll see how we, yeah. see how we go. No, no, no. No, no. Yeah, bad night, Margaret. It was all right, yeah. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Wowzers. Some show, uh, Kath. Um, 
I've got terrible headache after that. That's the worst meditation I've ever. You must have opened your third eye, did he? What's going on? Uh, I think my fourth eye. Let's go to Fraser. Good evening, Fraser. Hello. Hello, Fraser. Hi, this is um, Fraser's daughter. I'm Keegan. I'm fifteen. Well, nice to talk to you. Have you killed Fraser? No, but I kind of want to. Whoa! What the hell's going on there? I'm joking. Um, I'm just wondering if you could unblock my dad for me, please, because he's a big fan and he's really sad. He doesn't want to upset you. Well, we'll block him from what? Twitter. When did I block him? When did you block him? I mean, when did he block you? Two months ago. Two months ago. What did I block? Oh, no, no, no. Um, has, has he been on the show before to talk about it? Probably he's yeah he's no. Angry. I, I, let me talk. Let me talk to him. Let me talk to him. Okay. Hello. Did, have you been on the show to talk about being unblocked before? Um, no. Right. Then did I block mm. you on Facebook as well? No, no, I'm not on Facebook. Well, what, what? Why did I block you on Twitter? Uh, I just gave a bit of uh, constructive criticism. That was all. Aha! Aha! What did you say exactly? Word for word, quote it. Uh, it was that long ago. I, don't, I can't really remember. It was just the things that people. Uh, I really don't know, but it was like so silly. It was like really trivial. To you, to you, to you. Well, it, was. it was. No, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I'm. I, I, it was nice to talk to your daughter, but I'm not going to unblock you. I've, I've kind of got a rule in place that works for me. If you're blocked, you stay blocked. The number of people who said, "Oh, I'm blocked, me man. I didn't say anything," and then I go back and look at what they've said, and it wasn't actually, really bad. It wasn't. It really wasn't. To you, it wasn't. But obviously, it was enough for me no. to go. I don't want that in my timeline. Mm, it was a bit harsh, but uh, that wasn't. Uh, it was. It was harsh. What was harsh? What you said. No, the blocking was harsh. It's my, it's no, well, it's not. It's not harsh. No, it was. It was. I'm glad I blocked you, and I'm keeping you blocked. Why? Because you're quite argumentative and contrary. But you like that one here. And rude. No, I'm not rude. I think you're rude. No, I'm not rude. I'm really not. Okay. I want to see the tweet. Is the tweet still up on your timeline? No, it was, it was like so long ago. Do you know what it was about? It was about it was about a month or two ago when you had this thing where you were like telling people that you're not your friend, you're not their friend. Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember. That that was about it, and I said it was just a little bit not cool, and that was it. It was not. No, I no, I remember yeah. you. I remember you. No, it, what you yeah. said, what you said was was yeah. was quite mean and hurtful. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, well, and, and I knew that you would say that, and you just failed the test. Uh, it, it wasn't to you, mm. but that's how I—that's how it was to me. And I think you need to no. be more considerate. Well, no, yeah, well, Fraser. No, no. Well, Fraser, hey, Fraser. Here's the thing: you it may have been innocuous to you, but I don't think you consider other people's feelings. I, I didn't consider find other feelings. What well, then listen to was... what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. I didn't okay. find it innocuous. Okay. I found it okay. upsetting and hurtful. I think it's really weird that you'd get your daughter to phone me up and ask me to unblock unblock you. That's that makes me uncomfortable. And I'm I'm happy with the block as it stands. What I was doing was I was taking those people's feelings into consideration. I don't care. Okay. Okay. I'm 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 happy with the block. Has it negatively impacted on your life? 
No, I just want to... Then get on with it. Then get on with your life. Get on with your life. If it's not negatively impacted in your life, on your life, then get on with your life. I can't. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not, it's not happening, mate. Why not? None of your business. Why not? She's blocked as well. <laughs> you, Razor, you don't understand that you were rude to me, right? I was not rude, I swear. Well, they, there's, not... And there is your problem. Because you oh. didn't interpret... I bet you're one of those people. You just say it as it is, right? No, I'm right. not one of those people who say it was. But the fact of the matter is, you were being pretty rude to your listeners. So and you, I just thought that you should have had a little bit of advice on it, and that was that. Fraser, that was I stand with the blocking. I am, I remember your tweet. I am proud of the blocking, and it will it will you're not, not be proud undone. Of that. You're not. I'm proud of blocking you. Yes, I no, am. No, you're not. You're not. This is the fourth time in this phone call you've told me how I feel about something. I think that you're feeling a little bit guilty about blocking me. There's the fifth time. <laughs> This whole phone call has been you telling, projecting onto me and telling me how I feel about things that well, I know a, how I feel about, and you're I've wrong. Long, I've been a long-time listener, so I've got... That's great news. Uh, you can yeah. carry on listening. Being blocked on Twitter doesn't prevent you from carrying on listening. Yeah, but I will carry on listening. I know you will. It's the best show but on the radio. I will, you've, I will you've, told me, you've told me five times in this call how I feel about stuff, and you've been wrong well, every single time. Well, I've been right every single time. There you go. That's six. Um... I don't like you. There you do. Seven. Fraser, you're staying blocked. I'm really pr I'm pleased with that block. That's one of my best blocks. Um, and you're not being unblocked. I love you, man. Thanks for the call. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. He, I mean, he sounded sorry, Catherine. Uh, no, he didn't. And also using his daughter to do it. <laughs> that was like... weird. That, that was weird. Strange. Cowardly. But also, please unblock me. I'm not sorry. I didn't do anything wrong. I can't tell you what I said, but it, you definitely took it the wrong way. I but... remember what you said. It was when I was addressing the listeners saying, look, we're not friends. We're not no, friends. But... Some people were getting a little bit close to thinking we were friends. And I've made a couple of friends off of this show, David and Ollie and uh, a handful, Matty and a few others. Um, but, but, but I was aware that perhaps I was was misleading i was allowing some listeners to think that well, perhaps we were friends when we weren't and uh, and i dressed that i thought in a very calm polite way and he sent me a, 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 an aggressive and it was rude uh, a, a tweet telling me yeah, why you know I, I was wrong what i heard there in that conversation was he's one of the people we're kind of talking to you know don't think that you can um that you know better than anyone else what ian's thinking that's yeah. the weirdest thing. I know you, though. I know you. I know what you want me to, to to say. I know you like me talking like this. It was bizarre. And here's the other thing: when we say we are not friends, it's not um, we're not friends because we wouldn't want to be friends with you, or that you know somehow we think we're better or above or not the same as you. It's not that at all. It's to be fair because some people get real uh, um, unrealistic expectations. There are some people that listen to this radio show and think every single thing we say is about them and that's dangerous for them and it's dangerous for us so let's sometimes go, we have to draw those boundaries let's go to ian good evening ian hello ian how are you doing hi Cass. Hey, ian. 
What you got Everyone for us? okay? Um, what I was calling about was um, that was a lovely um, chat that you had with um, Eddie Sunryan. Yeah, he's a nice guy, really nice. It guy. was really, really nice, and it's just uh, you know if um, if he's still listening, um, just you know send all our love, you know, to him and the family. Mm. But I know it, I know how it is. Um, it's difficult to to lose a parent. So, um, yeah. But you okay, guys? Yeah, I'm okay. I've had a, I've had a nice day. I've just been sent the tweet. Um, from a very long, long time listener in the last two podcasts, having a little pop at people who are probably just fans. Oh, was that that guy that was on a minute ago? Yeah, someone just sent me the tweet. Calling them too Crazy, clingy yeah. and to stop thinking they're your friend is a bit arrogant and not cool, man. Block. Mm-hmm. I don't like the tone of that. Block. No, that's not cool, Ian. Block. It's is not. that cool, man? Can I sing a song? Anyway, what can we do? For, you want to sing us a song? Please do. Can I sing a Beatles song? Why the hell not? Okay. It's I Will from um, the White Album. The what album? The White Album. No such record, mate. Um, you, do you no, mean the I double know, album? It's called The Beatles. It's called okay. The Beatles, yes. The double <laughs> album, The Beatles by The Beatles. Okay, the Beatles by go. The Beatles, yeah. Okay, can I go for it? Just do it, man. Okay. Who knows how long I've loved you? You know I love you still. Will I wouldn't? Thanks very much for your call. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. No 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 no. You don't get to pick it up after that. Let's go to Pippa. Good evening, Pippa. Oh yeah, I was enjoying that song, man. Oh well, um, you know, you can always go and buy the Beatles, buy the Beatles, and listen. It's a good song that one. I like that. It's a nice, it's a nice song. There's some nice songs on that record, and there's some dross as well. Anyway, Pippa, yeah. what can we do for you this evening? I rung up to update myself, like I do every couple of months on do my it. journey. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Ian Lee, there is now nudity. There is now nudity. Oh. I'm, I'm flicking my nipples. Oh, okay. Oh, God. There we go. There we go. That's just something for the okay. boys and girls on there. I like to give them a little little extra special stuff. Come on in, Pips. What's fans? Nipple, okay. Something for the nipple fans. The little nipple fans. Pips. What's happening? Right, well, I don't know if you remember me from the past about my transition. Yes. Yes. And I think I rang up in January when I was waiting for a job to start. And yeah. I was really skint, I had no money, and life was going really bad. Uh, but since then, my job has started, and, and only me can go from being a DJ to being a care worker in a pandemic. Oh my like, God, yeah. goodness gracious me. And doing and working as a woman as well, it's just like, yeah. wow, everything Wowzers. has just gone. The world has been totally turned upside down. Yeah, totally, and it's mad. Uh, but a lot of things have had. I've come out, come out publicly now on Facebook to everybody. Yeah. Now that my son's school is now closed, and he doesn't have to go back, so I did that, and I didn't get one negative remark, which I'm really yes. impressed with. Beautiful. Not one negative, so I was made That's up great. with that. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of rubbish things has happened. My partner decided. A day after that, she didn't want to be with me anymore, and chucked me out. Okay, okay. And I was like homeless for twenty four hours. It was horrible. Uh, but a friend jumped in and said, "You're staying with me." So that was that. 
And yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy again. I've got everything I want in life. And today, I've decided. Well, I've put the application in, and I'm changing my name by Depot. Fantastic. My female name. Beautiful. I think is. I think this is the first time you've called in using the name Pippa, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, this That's is why I, it took me a sec- it took me a second to to um, yeah. to make the connection because yeah, I thought I thought so. Well done, brilliant. Um, you're doing the depot thing. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm made up, and I'm going to change my driving license and all that sort of thing. Oh, it's a really empowering. When I um, when I dropped my surname Rugby to become officially Ian Lee, and I, d- I did it because I was I was using that name for work, and I was going to get married, and um, I wasn't getting on with my dad, and all these reasons. And when I did it. And it's easy to do, and then it's a, it's a real faff to get the driving license and the passport and the bank and everything changed over because you've got to send them a copy of a yeah. f- thing and all of that. You can't send them a copy. It's got to be an original, and the originals cost about 12 quid each. And blah, 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 blah. But once it starts coming, you know, once you get a driving license through with your new name or your bank, your first bank statement comes through. I can't wait. It, oh, it's, in, it's incredible, Pippa. It's so empowering. You start to feel... Well, I started to feel like a different person, and and you know, mine was just my surname. This is wicked. Mm. You're gonna you're gonna love it. Well, I'm loving it at work because I'm accepted for who I am. Yeah, they see me as a woman, and it, it it's great. I'm a, it's amazing how life has changed. It's it's scary with what I'm working and what I'm doing. And in fact, it's really scary. I was actually crying the other day. It was that bad. Mm. But mm. yeah, it's one of them things. I was, Pete was a DJ, and I'm not a DJ anymore. I'm Pepper. I'm a different person, and I'm loving yeah. life. I might yeah. be single. It's a little drawback, but I'm going to enjoy the single life for a bit. You know, learn a bit more about yourself. Learn a bit more yeah. about yourself. And, um, well, that's the what right we person, saying. Yeah. yeah. The right person will come along when the right person comes on they should have this is what we need we need to invent a dating app for for lockdown right because grinder and tinder and all of those other i don't know if there are any other apps there must be they're all about meeting up and giving it some of that right we need an app where you can meet someone um but you you maintain social distancing so you either go and stand outside their window or, or talk over their fence or you go and um you go for a walk in a park but two meters apart from each other I would, yeah. I'm going to, this is going to be the future. It is. Pippa, I'm thrilled for you, and thank you so much for sharing that, and I wish you the best of luck. I'm sure I will ring you again very, very soon. Please do. Thanks a lot, Pippa. Take care. Oh, sorry, I burped there. That was, that was um, disrespectful, Catherine, a disrespectful burp at the end. Um, and yet, standard practice. Such a face. Can I tell you what I've been doing all night? I've got two computers in front of me. I've got my PC, which stands for um, private computer, and I've got my lappy, that stands for laptop got the mouse for the pc but of course every yeah. time i'm trying to do something on the laptop i grab the mouse to do it every single time this evening i have done that because you know why because humans are thick humans are really really thick we are dumb you've got about 20 years of programming that you've got to undo there to stop reaching for that thing i've got so much i want to talk about tonight i actually sat down and and, and made a list of stuff oh. to talk about but we've just got loads of calls so should we crack on with the calls 
Why not? Let's take a quick break. Uh, and then when we come back, we'll speak to Arlene. And then we've got Zach. And then we've got Alan. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. Weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 03444991000. Catherine, say hello to Arlene, please. Oh, Arlene, where have you been? Oh, hello, Catherine, and hello, Ain. How are you all right tonight? How, hello, who? Halloween. She said Ain. Ain. Ain? Yeah, or Ian, whatever way you want. Well, I, I, Ian would be great because right. that's my name. Who's Ain? Well, Ain is a different way of saying it. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> you absolute prune. How are you doing, Arlene? I'm doing very well and uh, enjoyed your chat with um, Eddie Large's son, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan McGuinness, yeah. Oh, thank yes. you, thank you, thank you. It's a nice way to start the show, I thought. And he was talking about uh, Frank Carson. Mm. Yes. Well, you know me, Mother June. Did she drop her pants in front of him no no uh all uh oj as my dad used to be known as uh he used to write uh no he used to write uh jokes and frank carson wrote to him and said can you send me some gags so my dad sent him about six or seven jokes and uh frank carson wrote him a letter back and said uh, i'm only going to use one of them in the comedians. Oh, I remember the comedians. Yeah, big show, big show, big big show. And all he had to pay for a gag back then was a pound. Oh, beautiful! <laughs> so he sent me that pound, and uh, <coughs> when we, when I was reading this letter to my mum, because he had a big scrapbook, my dad, uh, of all these joke tellers he wrote for Bernie Clifton and uh, a guy called Freddie Parisi. <laughs> Harry Fraddick, Parrot Frace Davis, of course, yeah. yeah. That's the one, yeah. But all these guys used to take his jokes and not pay him. That's so the story of comedy. That's how it goes. So, my dad once, I remember we, he put on the good old days. So we're all sat there, all around the TV, and he said, oh, you've got to watch this. Bernie Clifton and the ostrich is going to go mad, and he's going to run into the audience, and he's going to attack this woman with all this big fruity hat she had on. And we're, like, looking at me dad going, he's not right. And then suddenly, the ostrich went, like it does, and went running in and started attacking this woman. We were like, going, how did he do that? How did he know that? But we didn't know he wrote the gag. Oh, I thought it was just because the act was was great, but (laughs) quite quite predictable. (laughs) (laughs) But we did did find... uh, He used to get a lot of royalties, my dad, for uh, yeah. bits of music, because he, he wrote music after doing comedy. Okay. And uh, one of these old computer printouts we found was he'd got royalties for uh, from all over the world, uh, different countries, for like uh, some pieces of his music that used in The Life of Brian, wow. Brazil, and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Flipping heck. Wow. Yeah. And it used to come from all maybe a, a, like five cents or a, like six dollars or something like that. Yeah, it used to get all the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. And then there was something else that was mentioned, and it was MTV. 
had continuously used this bit of his rain called baby's got a, it was baby's got a temper and we don't know what that was and he used to get that all the time baby's got got a temper baby's got a temper it was called and then mm. he'd get like so many dollars or cents and stuff and like houses. that okay but we all think right, it might have been what they used whenever all these like movie stars and uh, TV stars got really cross about something and they played this little bit of music in the background. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Arlene, it's always nice to hear your stories. Um, and, yeah. and there's a tiny part of me that thinks it's bullshit. But, but. Oh, no, it's I, all No, true. I know it's not. I know it's not. I know it's not. But, but every time you come on, you have something even more incredible. But even than, more that... stranger, Eamon Holmes came to our house when he did uh, Ulster TV and he yeah. interviewed me dad because my dad was one of the first person, probably the only person, to be given a government grant for writing jokes. And he was telling him and Holmes a joke and we had this, you know, them poofies that you sit on. Yes, the poofies, yes. Yeah, so him yeah, and Holmes was sat on this poofie. Yeah. And he fell off it from laughing so much, but they didn't show Beautiful. that bit on all City no, TV. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> uh, Arlene, thank you. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. Be patient on the phones tonight, guys, because we're having a little bit of a problem with uh, the old phone system. So be, be, be patient. Be patient. Um, I'm going to actually put that one there, uh, Amy, if you don't mind. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, let's go to Zach. Good evening, Zach. Good evening. On the, uh, what, third week of lockdown, fourth, fifth? I think, sixth, I, think we're in the f- I think we're in the fourth of lockdown. I th- it doesn't matter. Time is, uh, time is irrelevant these days, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, longer for me, I guess, because we were just at school normally, and then... I literally went to spec. I find it funny because I went to spec savers, and by the time I'd finished my appointment with spec savers, GCSEs had been cancelled, and our lives had slightly changed. Yeah, how are you feeling about GCSEs being cancelled? Because I was not a big exam person, so if this were happening to me, I would be over the moon. But I'm aware that it's it, it, not like it was, that for everyone. It was mixed emotions, but because I had so many friends, that you know like with me at the same time that we found out so like it was really interesting um some people were very happy some people were partying you know what i mean but like, it's just um everybody had their own opinion on it but i think i might actually end up with grades better than i would have had if i actually sat my gcc so that's not a bad thing <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it just feels weird having everything like you know taken away from you especially if we'd done as we were so ready we were going to have like may may holidays revise and literally just start <laughs> not may holidays um whatever month it is now <laughs> well, it's nearly hang on no it's april it's nearly may i had to throw some sausages to d- away today because they were out of date Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's that's, that's yeah. how I know what the date is. I threw some sausages away. It's is today the twenty seventh because I threw some sausages 28th. away. Twenty eighth. All right. Well, I threw some sausages away that were eight days out of date. Then. Yeah. Well, all I really know is every two weeks. What the date is every two weeks on a Friday because it's going to get paid. Oh well, there you go. But you're okay, yeah, Zach. Yeah. Life is good. You're alive. You're well. Yeah, yeah, well, trying to trying to get ready for college, so I've been like, I bought the uh, the workbooks, 
It's never happening. Never like happening. That. It's never happening. We're never gonna. We're never yeah. gonna have enclosed spaces ever again. I'm afraid, Zach. Life is over, as you know it. Uh, I, now is the time to have babies because the babies will never know what it was like before this. This is it. This is it from now on. Honestly, social distance. We're gonna have social distancing for the next five years, at least. If not forever. Yeah. If this is my prediction, you heard it here first. We won't have lockdown, but we will have social distancing for the next five years. Yeah, well, that's a bit of a problem because I work at a theme park, so I don't know how social distancing is going to work at a theme park. They, they will, um, they will, they will. They will never open again. Theme parks are dead, Zach. They're over. Get over it. What you know, everything you know is wrong. It is history. Your, your thoughts and your memories. Thank you, Zach. 0344 Your thoughts and your memories are now history books, Catherine. They are pointless. They are useless reminders of what the world used to be like. Ah, the before times. The, the before, before times. times. It's over. We're not going to go back to that. You might, honestly, social distancing for the next five years, if not for a generation. A generation is 20 years. But you're bang up for that, aren't you? Because you had a nice shopping experience. Oh, don't, don't we? I wanna, I, I, we haven't got time because we've still got loads of calls. And I want to go into so much detail about I went into a supermarket today for the first time. And I, I, I need to share this, but let's let's do these calls first because um, I, I, it's going to take up an hour of talking about it. Alan, hello, Alan, what you got? Ian, Kath, love you both. Oh, we're the best. Always the best. Who do you, love, who do you love more? Who do you love more, mummy or daddy? Oh, I'm not sure. Can I get back to you on that? Nope, you got to answer it. Is it mummy or is it daddy? Um, I would never oh, put you in this position, daddy. Alan. I always love daddy. Daddy, it's daddy. Daddy's the best. Daddy's the best. He's, he's got more to show. He's the biggest boy. He's, he's not your real dad. Uh, anyway. Whoa, if, if whoa. You said you weren't going to tell him Damn that. Cat, come oh. on. <laughs> nice. What would you like, little Alan? I'd, I'd like to sing. I'd like to bring joy to your life. Why? Well, what do you mean, why? That's cruel. So, well, well, I mean... Cat, <laughs> come on. There's no need for that. Just because I didn't put you first. I tell you what. I tell you what, you talk to you talk to Catherine. I'm, I'm no, busy. it's fine. No, talk to your favourite. No, you talk to. Well, mommy. I'm not talking no. to anyone who's carrying that. Just rude. Talk to mummy. What do you? Hello, why mommy. do you want to? Why do you want to sing? Well, why not? I like singing. I'm good at singing. Well, it's my thing. Uh, it's your thing. It's, it's your thing, thing, baby. Yeah. It's my thing, baby. Uh, my thing, I love baby. I've always yeah, loved singing. Always it's my, my favourite thing, thing, baby. My thing, baby. My thing, baby. Absolutely, darling. Thing, my pretty little. We could put chicken. it. We could pull it in there. We could take it out. We could pull it my, in again. You'd enjoy it. Huh? Pretty little chicken. That's a bit dirty. Pull it in. Pull yeah. it out. Shake yeah. it all about. Yeah. I do the hokey cokey with my dick. Oh. Um. Oh. Go on. But go on then. But if you get cut off, don't have a hissy fit like the last. I won't have a hissy fit. I might phone back and have a hissy fit. But okay. what's that singer's name? Labby Serif. Sifri. Sifri. Is that his name? I'm not here to educate you. I'm here to no, judge you. No, you're here to help me. I'm here to judge you. No, don't, I'm no I don't judging you. There's no need for that. I don't judge you. I respect you. I respect you. Sing the bloody song, you idiot! No, no I'm not an idiot. That's rude. But 0344 1000 is the telephone number. Let's go to Robin. Good evening, Robin. Hi, Ian. How are you? Hey, Robin. 
sorry about my English. I pronounce your name in the wrong way. Sorry about that. You pronounce our names beautifully. <laughs> Thank but you. Get it, wrong, get it wrong again and we'll chop your fingers off, son. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but, sorry, I don't know what to say. Um, I'm just just calling to chat about what's happened like last week, uh, over the weekend. Um, the good thing is all you need to send us an email saying there is a non-disadvantaged policy, which will be what well, I think helping for me to graduate. Um, and that's a happy thing. Um, an unhappy thing is about my mom, because she wasn't feeling well last weekend. And she went to the hospital to check uh, after CT scan. The doctor said she had a bit problem with blood flowing into her brain. Uh, isn't it is not very serious, but uh, it just I'm gonna start to be worrying about that. It has been improving since she has been taking some medicine, but um, you know, just I can't help like living you know very far away from home, so I just a little bit worried about the situation. That's literally all I, all I feel like during the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Say that again. Sorry, I was reading a, a weird tweet from Uri Geller. Sorry. Uh, Say that okay. last bit again, Robin. Sorry. I was distracted sorry, by Uri I, Geller I, I, of all people. Sorry, I was listening just saying about what happens over the weekend, like the good thing and the bad thing. The, the happy thing is that oh, you need to send us an email including a policy called non-disadvantage policy, which will help um, at the end of the semester. And the negative yeah. part of my life is just my mom wasn't feeling well. She went to the hospital. I heard about your mum not feeling well. I mean, how is... You say your mum's not feeling well. How is um how, they 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 can treat her? Yes, it's it's, it's not very serious. It's just it just Unpleasant. like the doctor said she needs a little bit more time to to like take a take a break from job. But my mom said um, doing job is maybe helpful for her to stay away from you yeah. know arguments with my dad. Um, oh, so did, <laughs> well, it's not serious arguments. It just says, is your mom. Like, I would imagine as well. Your mom. Uh, I'm guessing here. But I imagine she's quite a fiercely independent person and, and the, 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 her going out to work is a very important part of her life. Um, yes, but it's, it, there was a reason behind that because my mom gave up, gave up working um, for 18 years or 19 years since she was pregnant. So, um, so when I was young, before I, um, before I went uh, to another city in China to do my undergraduate, yeah. my mom just stayed with me, taking care of me the whole day, every day, without going to work for entirely 19 years. So, um, I'm, so I think now she just feels like going to work is part of her life, is part of her um, identity, so she enjoys doing that. And I, my, my dad and I, we both support her. It's just like for this situation, we want her to take a few days off, but she said, no, I'm not going to stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, it's uh, it's tough, isn't it? We, whatever age we are, recognizing that our bodies um, are flawed and uh, have frailties, and we're all facing that to a certain extent. In as much as this, this coronavirus, we all have to stay indoors or certainly distance from other people because our bodies are particularly frail around this bloody horrible virus. Although I don't know, are you still in Cardiff, Robin? Yes, I am. Is anybody there observing the lockdown? Because I went out yesterday to get some essentials. Then I went out today because I had to get uh, do a big shop. Um, there were loads of people out and about, and no one seems to be observing the lockdown anymore. Um, my feeling is that I I spot more people on the street compared with the um, past few weeks, especially when before today, like the, the weather was quite well over the past, uh, past few weeks because my uh, kitchen windows literally facing two streets. I can see more people on the streets, you know, jogging, running or riding a bike. Um, 
I mean, it's not for me to judge whether they are, you know, breaking the rules, but I don't feel happy about that because I just think they should stay at home as much as they could. Um, it's not, it's not right if they there's no proper reason, but they just go on the streets for purely for going out. I mean, I'm the person who stay at home like almost five days a week. So um, <laughs> I just think people should do more to help the situation. Stay at home. Stay at um, home, you scumbags. Just stay at home, Catherine. <laughs> would you agree? Stay yeah. at home, scumbags. Yeah, uh, just finally, a very quick question. Um, yes. Uh, did you get, get my email? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I did get your email. Did you say, uh, no, I know, I, I don't remember it, so I would yeah. assume that I didn't. What was your email? Uh, just about having you on my own show. Oh, God, no, I did get that. Yes, tell me when you, I did, I'm so sorry. I did get that email. Let me, tell me. Uh, let me have a little look here. I'm, yeah, I know, because um, I'm not really doing anybody else's shows or podcasts at the moment. Oh, sorry. But, no, no, no. But I'm doing yours. Uh, I am Robin. The show is still live on Facebook and Twitter every week. The Global View live on Saturdays, 10 till midday. I write to see if you have time next Saturday, the 2nd of May, and join us for doing a chat about the radio show. Now, the only problem with Saturday mornings is yep. that I have the kids here but that doesn't make it impossible so that's this coming saturday what would what would i need to be on my end would, would we do it on skype or zoom or the phone or what zoom would be fine if you could do that i'm grateful then we'll do it then we'll do it yeah yeah we'll do it it's, uh, i'll just shut the kids in a in a box uh and bury I'm grateful. Them in the thank garden. you Ian. we'll do it send me an email um like friday to remind me and and um yeah. then i'll give you my number and we'll have a little text or something yeah sure no problem thank you Ian. Uh, um, Robin, can I ask, did you ask Catherine to be on it at any point? No? Um, oh, interesting. Oh, it's okay. That's all right. No, no, no. That's good, actually. That's good. Thank you, Robin. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. Goodbye. Thank you. Cathy asked me, didn't ask you. Hello, Kath. Hello, Catherine. Calling Catherine Boyle. Catherine Boyle, this is, this is your boss. I was, I was busy anyway. Was it? It's awkward, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. Probably this is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Falling in love was the last thing I had on my mind. Holding you Never find Just trying to decide Or stay by your side I know I could cry I just can't find the answers To the questions that keep going through my mind Someone like you in my life A love that's strong Reaching out, holding me Through the darkest night Just trying to decide 
warmth in my heart and my soul that I never knew. This love affair gives me strength that I need just to get me through. Go the last hour of the show. Here we go, dear listener. I might do a cheeky little. Um, I might do a little Twitch stream after this, Catherine. I might do a little Twitch stream. I might listen to a little listening party to oh. Daryl Morris and um, uh, play some video games. I might do that, or I might go to bed. Who knows? Who knows? If you do, I might. Uh, do a little bit of nighttime painting. Nighttime painting. I haven't done any today. I couldn't, I couldn't get to the table. Phallus. Sorry? <laughs> I said I haven't done any today. I couldn't get to the table. You couldn't get to the table. You're too drunk. Get falling over no, every time you approach it. Everyone's working on the dining table, so I, you know, I, I couldn't <laughs> scoot them off. And then once the kids had finished, they were making so much noise, and I, I just knew that I wasn't going to be able to concentrate. So I uh, not didn't do any painting today, and I feel itchy. Uh, Cara says, I've just put the bins out with talk radio still playing on my phone in my pocket. I do that. If I'm going out to do the bins um, or something that I'll be outside for a brief period I have, and I've got my phone, I'm listening to the radio on my phone, I'll, I'll walk out with it. Um, <clears throat> a couple walk by and hear shouts of stay at home scumbags. They looked <laughs> over. I giggled nervously and said, well, you heard the man. Exactly. You heard the man. I'm the man with a plan, baby. That's what I'm talking about. What are we doing Um, out of this hour? Unless they're coming back from work, in which case... Well, or maybe I was too harsh on Lisa yesterday. Maybe they are are exercising. Mm, The midnight walkers. Let's go to Alan. Good evening, Alan. Hello, Alan. What's this guy? Yes, Alan. Yes, Alan. Beautiful fate. I wanted to do a song, and you cut me off, which is fair enough. That's fine. But I was going to say... The higher you build your barriers, the taller I become. Why are you doing it in the accent? Doing the voice. The further you take my rights away, 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 away. faster I will run. No matter, cause there's something inside so strong. <laughs> so strong. I know that I can make it, though you're doing me wrong, so wrong. 
Oh, my pride was oh. gone. Oh, no. Someone grabbed his balls. Something inside so strong. Whoa. Something inside so strong. So strong. And I'm now getting bang on the ceiling because I get rudely interrupted. Because they're having sex upstairs. Alan, that was beautiful and very, very powerful. And I like the fact that you I, did I, uh, I, I, I quite like my singing. Yeah, and I, 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 I like the fact that you did a um, Labby Sifri's voice. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. So I have been very lucky in that so far during this global pandemic, I have not had to go to the shops to do a big shop. Popped into Tesco Extra last week and got some bits and pieces. It was great. Okay. Um, I've had deliveries and I've had click and collect. And I just tried to get a click and collect or a delivery on Tesco. Um just now and i didn't get one but that's okay because that's okay because i've got well i've got two deliveries booked in one on the friday the first and one on the fifth well i may now cancel the one on the first because today i went to a supermarket for the first time i went to asda i've never been to an asda before catherine in my life um and um i've noticed that there, there is an asda near me that that sometimes has no queues and <clears throat> excuse me i got the boys coming tomorrow and i haven't really got much in and i've been kind of surviving on cheese sandwiches and stuff although i had chinese tonight and i was feeling a little bit down and i was lying in bed i had a long old doze about two and a half hours and i was feeling down i thought no come on you've got to do something got to do something i'll go and do a shop because it's either now or i do it on the way to pick up the boys tomorrow i'll go and do a shop so i went to the asda and i thought if there's if there's a big queue i ain't going in if there's no queue, I'm going in. There was no queue. Uh-huh. And I phoned you up to say what I was doing because I was a little bit nervous because you um, you were a real pussy when you went to the shops last time, well, weren't you? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I, let me, sorry, let me rephrase that. You found going to the shops a real emotional experience, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, and I made the mistake of being open with you about my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. She cried. she cried at a supermarket, you know, like oh, a big baby who'd lost, lost her mama. Well, here's the thing. I'd been to the supermarket every week, so I've seen the gradual progression. And the third time around, I just got really nervous. And, and I hadn't, at that point, I hadn't been to the, I say I'd been every week. I'd been every week up to the point. <clears throat> all right, let me, let me, let me double back. Okay, it's my story. I hadn't been to the, I hadn't been out for a couple of weeks before I went to this particular one, but I had seen a gradual progression, uh, you know, from uh, yes. there being no uh, lockdown. First of all, there was just no toilet paper and everyone was sort of had a, a frantic look in their eye and then things started to come into place. And then the third time I went was this time where I said to you, I'm a bit nervous. You know, I hadn't driven the car for a couple of weeks. Um, I hadn't been shopping um, that wasn't like at seven o'clock at night when everyone else, I assumed everyone else had gone and it would be, it was really easy and I didn't have to queue up in the car park. This time it was real. And um, I found it really stressful, really stressful. And, you know, some of the rules were being adhered to and, and others weren't. You know, we were supposed to be doing a one-way thing. Other people were doubling back and everyone's kind of recoiling against the beans as they try and give as much room possible to the people who are completely oblivious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, you wanted to go into a lot of detail. I just wanted to let you know why um, I was feeling the way I was feeling. But my okay. feelings, not important. Anyway, go on, but you go. Not, not as important as mine because... It, it, well, it, I tell you what it does turn out, Catherine. You're worse than Koonsberg, Peston and Wooten, right? You're part of the problem. You are the MSM. You are creating fear where fear need not tread. No, I wasn't. I was feeling fear. Yeah, and you created fear for others. 
for you. And correct. I am. Well, I am. Am I you? No, I am other. I am mother, hear me roar in numbers one, two, three, and four. Yeah, go on, carry on. No, come and listen to my story. Don't go off. You've gone off. I'm listening, I'm listening. I'm just getting my place. What are you I've doing? Click and collect slot. Go on. Have you got a click and collect? Yes, I have, mate. For Tesco? No. What, what one? Waitrose or Asda? Yeah. Uh, Waitrose. Yeah. Oh, I didn't try Waitrose. I don't have that one open. Hang on, let me have a little look. It's not for the likes of you, mate. I am woman, hear me roar in numbers too big to ignore. Touch my bum, my balls, my willy and my ass. But then wash your hands. <laughs> Choose my delivery address. Hang on, guys. Fully book, fully book, fully book, 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 fully book, fully book, fully book, 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 fully book, fully book, fully book, 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 fully book, unavailable. Ah, oh, the supermarket song. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on, hang on a minute. That is just that's that was me being greedy. That was me being greedy. That is just the delivery. Let's have a little look at the old uh, CNC. C and <laughs> um, C and C collection slots may be available. Here we go. Um, okay, go and choose a store. I don't care any store. Just just. Fully book, fully book, fully book, 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 fully book, fully book, fully book, 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 fully book. It's probably too far for you to come to my local. Well, hang on. Oh no, no, you can do do the shop for me because I was holding my. I was holding one of those deliveries for you. It's too dangerous for me to do that for you. So you can hold. No, no, no. It's peril. Peril. Piss off. You're not vulnerable. Get your own slot. You said I could use... I was going to let you use my slot. You were going to slip into my slot. Well, God. If you you get stuck, then, of course, you may add to my shopping list. Let's go to David. Good evening, David. Hello, Ian. Oh, I'm telling my story. Everyone shut up. So, Catherine had had, uh, misused and had abused her... um, uh, her position as a broadcaster no, and a creative. Please, let me, you've, you've, I'd phoned you've done... my friend because I was feeling vulnerable and I was a bit upset, and it was just that kind of week where. Then you the, told the... it on the radio and you scared people. You created. You are part. What? Can I finish my story? You've done your bit. Yeah, you carry on steamrolling my feelings. Carry on. Thank you. I will. Um, Where's Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> Walking, she's having a walk. <laughs> she's out exercising. It's midnight. Midnight round at Lisa's. Going out for a walk. Comes into Ready the, you kitchen, in the kitchen, listening to that dick who's on talk. <laughs> anyway, so get this, David. My friend Catherine had told me how it was, oh, it was such an ex- upsetting experience going into the supermarket. She told, not just me, she told many millions of listeners, okay? And um, so I went there full of fear and trepidation. My heart was a, was a trembling, as the saying goes. And there was no queue, and I got there, and um, I got a trolley, and I walked around. I'll tell you this, David. Hello, are you listening? Go ahead. Flipping it, man. It's like it's like I've had um, more upbeat audiences um, in a morgue. Um, 
What were you doing in the morgue? I'm, uh, I'm not allowed to tell you. Uh, the court case going up soon. It was the best shopping experience I have ever had in my life. It turns out that there is some good to come out of the coronavirus and COVID-19. Shopping was a joy. No one came near me. I leisurely walked around. There's no... Uh, I just followed the arrows. I took my time. I found things I needed. I found things I didn't need, but I thought I'd treat myself. David, I bought myself a bunch of flowers. Not the £5 ones, the £10 ones, right? Uh, I got, I got recognised in there. Yeah, that's right. Even during a global pandemic, I'm famous. There was a young woman and her mother... And she went, oh, my God, she had a mask on, the, the, the young woman. She went, oh, my God, I loved you in the jungle. And I went, oh, my God, I love your mask. It looks wonderful on you. And we had a laugh. And then then we met up again in the next aisle. And I said, I have to say, you're very controversial. She said, why is that? I said, you're ignoring the arrows. You're walking against the arrows. And she went, oh, that's my mum. And I went, naughty, naughty mummy. And we had another laugh. I shopped. I stood, be, I stood my distance away from people. When it came time to pay, there was no one working on the tills. It was beautiful. We did it ourselves. We did it ourselves. It was easily the best food shopping experience I have ever had in my life. And I will vote for any party that vows to keep these um, social distancing two-metre regulations in place long after we need them, particularly in shops. No scumbags. No, yes, I had to walk past a couple of people who were dilly-dallying. I simply held my breath, um, and uh, I gave them disgusted looks behind their backs to show them how angry I was. But this is the way forward. This is the way forward. It's social distancing in shops. Anyone who says it's stressful is a liar. Is it me? Oh, for crying. Have you ever had a conversation before? No, I'm right. And that's the thing. You might be thinking, oh, it's Babcock. He's coming on for a laugh. What, but have you got a dick? Have you got something in your mouth? What's the matter? What's the problem? I can't under... Here we go. You sound now, now somewhat he's... muffled. Are you wearing a mask? No. You should be, because you've probably got it. I've you're got probably, you're probably patient zero. I've got some wicked masks here. I made loads. Give one to David, and um, we'll kidnap him. Can you hear me now? Not really. It's very muffled, David. I've just told a brilliant, brilliant story that will inspire a generation, right? Oh. That will inspire people mm. that is stronger than the MSM who say, oh, don't go out. It's scary. Don't go shopping. It's scary. Um, I have, um, uh, uh, I am an in, in inspiration. I'm Churchill. I'm Marcus, not Marcus Churchill. Um, what's his name? Howard Churchill. What's the guy's name? Winston Churchill, right? And uh, Kath is Hitler. And what? I've de I've defeated I've just stormed your I just stormed your beaches at Normandy, um, and I ran riot, um, and my infantrymen and my seamen uh, destroyed your beaches, right? Um, and I am telling you, this is the way forward. David, would you like to respond to that? If what you're about to say is in no way a response to that, do you know what? I don't want to hear it right now. 
I want it to be serious for once. Is it a response to what I've just said? Well, it's nothing to do with titties, semen and titties and things like that. Is it? Oh. it? Is it? It didn't mention titties, mate. Uh, yeah, bumpy beaches, that's what he said. Is it to do with my story about shopping? Yeah, and yeah, and a bit more. Oh, he's going to add. Okay, all right, let's hear it. We've, we're late for a break, by the way. It's your fault. Can Just we take please the break, go to the break? Because I, I think to, the cat's done a poo deep, and stinks. Yeah, I need, I need to deep dive. Right, let's take a break. You get both getting on my nerves now. Both of you are idiots. The talk radio. Late night, Ian Lee on talk radio. Right, are you back, Catherine? She's cleaning cat shit. David, are you back? I'm here. Right, is any, who's here? Me. I'm here. Right, you're here now, Catherine, right. I was just stroking the cat, she's so cute. Oh, for God's sake, not as cute as mine. Right. Not as cute as mine. Right, Catherine, I'm bored. You talk to David about his Why? story. Go on, tell me the serious story about shopping and more. Well, Kathleen, I've mm. been shopping quite a lot because of reasons. Because for your baby and for your um, mum. Yeah. One um, of them you live with. The other one right. lives with its birth mother. Okie dokie. Um, and it was you talking about shops and Ian talking about shops. Yeah. It really made me think. And you know how when you're in trauma, your brain doesn't really process it properly? Mm -hmm. Well, I actually just assessed what I've been going through every time I've gone to Tesco. And it's, it's bloody horrific. Oh, God. What time are you going, though? Are you going when everyone else goes? Because you've got a um, time, so you're on your toes. I'm going when, uh, I, when I have to. And it's kind of, it's usually in the day, but like, it's, it's so inhumane and you can't, I'm not, I'm not seeing people as people, I'm seeing people yeah. as objects Obstacles. to avoid. Yes. Yeah. I know exactly. And I'm just mean. looking down on the floor at the hours and I'm thinking, right, I've got to get this, I've got this mask on, I'm hyperventilating. Oh, and it's horrible. And yeah. then, sorry. This is the problem, isn't it? That we've started seeing each other as being, um, the other people are the problem. Yeah. Well, I don't even see that. I don't, I don't, it's just pure survival when you're in there. Yeah. And another thing. Go on. With all I, this, I, I, I had a great in. time. I had a great time in there. Well, you're weird. Shush. Yeah. And the, yeah. And like Ian's been saying, he likes lockdown and stuff. And, I like lockdown because you may find it hard to uh, believe, but I'm not very social. And even with my family, it's kind of I can feel physical pain sometimes when I'm in the presence. It's kind mm. of just communicating with them, and you kind of feel guilty that you're enjoying this and it's happening because people are dying. But the truth is, I do feel a lot more comfortable knowing that I don't have to leave the house. Yeah. It'd be nice to have the option, though, wouldn't it? It would be nice, yeah. But well, then people let's not think about that, because one day we will again, and it's fine. There's no point torturing ourselves, is there? We will, won't we? Yeah. Well, BJ Johnson says that he's going to introduce friendship bubbles. Have you heard about that? A friendship bubble. Flipping it. 
Have that you got enough like people orgy, for a bubble? Right? Yeah. It's not an orgy, is it? I'm going to put you in my friendship bubble, David, and then I'm not going to use it. I'm going to blow bubbles up your chuff. How are they going to monitor that, by the way, or is it just, are they again what, relying the on us to be sensible? What? I don't know, that's, it worries me, because how do you control that? Yeah. Anyway, I can feel that I'm boring, so do you want to talk about willies and stuff like that? I'm bored of willies. Ian? I'm never bored of willies. Who gets bored of willies? You guys aren't doing willies right. <laughs> Ian slugged off my video diary today, Kathleen. He's very. He's a very hurtful man. I'm a very honest critic. What was wrong with it? You couldn't do the voice? I can't. I was just a little bit camp, that's how. Oh, hang on a minute. I'll tell you uh, what. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there. No. No, no. No, no. I want you to do me a favour. I want you to do me a favour. We keep getting called by someone who's getting on my nerves. So, uh, uh, David, me and Kath are going to stay out of this. Uh, David, can you deal with Alan for me, please? Uh, uh, deal with Alan? What? Is that deal with Alan? That's a bit rude. Well, you've rang in three times now. But I love you. I love you whole so I do. Me. Everybody. Everybody there. I love you all. Yeah, it's all good and it's all well and good. And I'm sure that you might have something going on with you. But at the end of the day, this radio station... You? Is oh, no, you're annoying. Nobody cares what you say. Yeah, bored of that. Oh. I'd rather talk to Ian and Kath. I'm not interested in talking to you. Well, you're not. You're talking to me. Now, I can be nice or I can be normal. Watch and you can be annoying. Yeah, we all know that. Yeah, you, you can do one. Goodbye. Have a good night. Love you. You off. Well, that was easy. You were. Yeah, that's what she told me. Still there. Right, well, I, you know what? I was going to be nice to you, but quite frankly, you bore the shit out of me. So why don't you just hang up and stop ringing in? Because nobody wants that? to hear you sing Never heard of you. Okay? Never heard of you, son. Never heard of you. Put the phone down, Flower. Yeah, go on. You make me. Love you. Yeah. Beautiful lady. Beautiful. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good night. God bless. I wish you well. Yeah. Hang on. I'm not hanging on. I was right here to do the same. I mean, the whole program's drummed around you and your boredom. What's inside? What's inside your brain that that wants to inflict boredom on other people all the time? You're one of those those people that when people, when you leave, I'm glad he's gone. This is your life. This is your life right now. What went wrong? Oh, bless you. Good God, I'm my new lover. Alan, can I tell you something? Yeah, go on. Sorry. You're a really boring tosser, mate, and David is infinitely better than you will ever be. So don't call the show again. Is that all right? Yeah. Well, you were rude to my friend. So no, I think that's actually quite rude. You were really rude yeah. to my friend, Alan. Your your call is worse than Lisa's. He kind of asked night. for it. Let's be honest. No, he, he didn't. He didn't. He back. didn't. No, yes, he didn't. He, did. he didn't. Alan, you. I thought you were really rude, and I thought that was below the belt. And actually, it was mean. There was no humour in what you did. It was mean. 
and anything nice in what you said. I see now you're being rude. I'm I'm, I'm sticking up for my work? mate. I'm sticking up for my mate. Oh. And this is the third yeah, time on, you've called tonight, and it's a boring, 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 boring call. Wow. Isn't it? That's not cruel. No, sticking That's up for my mate rude. isn't, no. Look, you've been rude, and it seems to be the only language that you understand. Well, clearly not, because I haven't been rude the whole night. I mean, no, you're saying you've that. Bo- you've been boring the whole night, you've been irritating the whole night, and for part of the night, that, you've been obnoxious and rude. What's made me boring the whole night and I'm not all of your rude. All of your phone calls. All of your phone calls have been boring. And well, the fact that you keep phoning back. What have I said? No, I don't need to. I don't need to. It's not my job. You don't need to. Of course you don't. No, no I don't need to tell you why your calls are boring. But the part of the no, part of what well, made them boring was you kept phoning back. Yeah. Well, that's just because I wanted to talk to you. I don't think you spoke to me once. You, sp- you spoke to me once, and that was more than enough. Well, yeah, in your opinion, fair enough. But I it's my show. To talk to you, it's my it? show. So my opinion is actually more important your than your show? opinion. Yeah, my opinion is more important than yours. You were rude to yeah, a, you were rude to a friend of mine. Now, jog off. You were, he, honestly, you were a bit rude to me. But I thought, man, maybe he's just got the tone wrong. Was I rude to you? A bit, yeah. Really? Can you tell me how? No. It's not our job, mate. What it's not our that? job. What do you mean it's not your job? To, to explain how you think something's rude is not your job. It is not my job to explain oh, why what you've done is rude. There we go. It's not arrogance. It's not here we go, Gaff. I don't need your sarcastic remarks in the background. There is. There we go. There we go. It's not in the background. It's not here we go. You're phoning. You're phoning a show that I co-present. So my sarcastic remarks in the background. Well well done for you. (laughs) Although, what's your problem, Alan? Very occasionally. Let's be honest. There we go. There we go. Alan, what's your Alan? What's your problem with women? Here we go. Here we go. Alan, you're showing yourself up, Alan. I would stop now if I were you. No, you are one. Sorry. You heard. No, I didn't hear, actually. Go on, say it again. Well, repeat. I don't, I don't have to repeat myself. You, you don't have to, but, but manners would manners would be good to repeat it, unless you're a coward. What did you say? I'm a coward. Of course I am. Yeah. What did you say, Alan? What do you mean, what did I say? I, I said listen, exactly what I said at the time. Listen, Alan, you've got a little man crush yeah. on me. I don't like you. I? Right? I don't you, think I think you've got a little man crush on me. I think you're an actually arrogant twat person. There we go, but yet you listen every night and you phone up three times tonight. I don't listen every night. Come on. You phoned up three times tonight and it's not gone down as well as you thought. And what is your problem with women? Women? I've got a problem with women as well. Yeah, well, I'm glad you accept that. I just wondered what it was. No, I'm asking you, what is my problem with women? You're, you're very you're very aggressive to them. You're very aggressive to them. No, I'm aggressive to people. I don't like people. I'll give ah, you that. Okay, one. okay. Guess you've been you were polite to me. You were very very rude to Catherine and very demeaning of her, of her position as co-host. When was I ever rude to Catherine? Come on. Every time, every every out. time you've spoken to her this evening, Alan, you were rude to her. I, I love Catherine. She's lovely. Every she's time a lovely bird. You spoke to her this evening. You were well, rude I just said her. it, but you're ignoring everything I say, of course. Well, no, because you're like lying. That. What you're saying there is a lie. How am I lying? Every, how am I lying? Every, I'll, I'll explain it. No, every, Ian, Ian, how am I'm I lying? E- Come on. I'm, exp- I'm explaining it. Every time you spoke... To. Yeah, you're failing every step well, no, you because, 
because you won't shut up. Because you're too thick to shut up. No, I never shut up. No, I'm too big to shut up. Lovely. Okay. I'll Every tell you what I'll do. Time... I'll shut up right I'll now. You, you, you talk. I'm shut up. All right, up. Alan. Okay, I'll tell you what we'll do, Alan. We'll cut you off. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. What a horrible, horrible person. Uh, apologies to David. Apologies to Catherine. And apologies to you, uh, dear listener. What a, what a thoroughly unpleasant person, David. I see a true colour shining through. That's all I'll have to say. Thank you very much indeed. Goodbye. 0344-499-1000. Sorry, Kath. It's all right. I, I, I could tell a little, there was a little bristle when we first t- started talking to him and there was a whole mummy daddy um, shenanigans and then it got a little bit, I know, got, uh, got, got very um, personal. He's phoning up it? again. He's not coming on again. Of course he he's is, phoning up he, again. Because he thinks he gets it and, he, and unfortunately he doesn't and he's misjudged the room quite dramatically. Oh gosh, completely. And, and here's I mean, the thing, um, he's not going to win favours with you by trying to pick holes in what I do for a living. Oh, Kath, you don't. You only co-host sometimes. What does that mean? You co-host sometimes. I do more of the show. Sometimes you do more of the show. I mean, yeah. it's what you did the first hour last night because I couldn't find a flipping wire. So, <laughs> and also, uh, uh, Alan, we're best mates as well. Let's pull the curtain back. That, that, of course, I was upset that my friend was upset when she went shopping. I did actually really, really enjoy the shopping today. I loved it, and I would like it to stay like that. But I also get what, got why Catherine was upset. It's called theatre. It's called theatre. She is my best friend, and I will phone her up after the show, and we will talk through the show, and you will get nary a mention, my friend. Um, totally misjudged the tone of the show. And the other How thing peculiar. is, going from I love you, man, I love you, man, to I don't listen to you every night, you call it you you, twit. A, a twit with an A. Oh, mate, don't, no, don't do this. Don't do this. I don't know what's going on with him, but it's nothing to do with us. Yeah. And I would like him not to bring it to us again. This seems to be the Lisa hour, doesn't it? Seems to yeah. be the, um, the, the, the Lisa hour. Um, uh, and, and the people that... Also, <laughs> is, it, is it the impression people get that a phone-in show is about people coming on and making a nuisance of themselves and having an argument? Because there are arguments mm. and arguments. I enjoy, um, I enjoy exchanges between people who have a point to make. I don't enjoy, I know you are, but what am I for 10 minutes? Come on. Mm. Oh, God. It's the, yeah, the second person, yeah, I, I know you are, what am I? I, I? It's the second person that's done that recently, and you just think... Oh, God, it's, I, I have better arguments with my eight-year-old, you know, more intelligent, thought-out arguments with, with an eight-year-old than with with that. Hey, listen, I, I'm sure he is as, uh, as scared uh, and as frightened by everything that's going on as we are. I'm sure he's angry, um, and I wish him joy and success. And when he wants to apologise, we will certainly listen to that apology. Uh, not up to me to say whether anybody else takes it, but I would certainly consider any apology. Um, but otherwise, you know, let's go to Linda. Good evening, Linda. Hello. Hey, Linda, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm good, although I just had some decaf cough, and the decaf oh, cough gives me the that? worst gives me the worst indi- indigestion. Yeah, Terrible I've indigestion. St- I've, I've knocked it on the head, especially late at night. It's, mm. uh, it makes me very windy. Mm. 
Oh, maybe that's what. Oh, well, anyway, I won't go down that route. Oh, <laughs> Just gave what, me an what, idea. What, so, yeah. <laughs> what? Hang on. What route have you gone? What? 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 What's happening? No, with just about being windy and caffeine and. Yeah, it makes me really them. bloat. Hang on. Whoa, well, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. We weren't talking. We were talking about bloatiness. Linda's talking about windiness. <laughs> Are you farting a lot then, Linda? No, but my other half is. I mean, drinks a lot of coffee. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> And are you Maybe, are you yeah. in lockdown together? You stuck in the house with yeah. each other? Yeah, and oh. I say we don't normally live together, so it's even yeah, been a revelation. Oh, oh Linda, that's gonna that can ruin a relationship. <laughs> Tell me about it. Well, now we know how to stop him <laughs> farting. What, yeah. what else can we do? First thirty seconds of the call, we've solved a huge mystery. Uh, what Thank uh, you. what else can we do for you? Well, first I just wanted to sign up and say hello. Because I did enjoy the other night. Although, I'm really sorry, because I listened back to it. And I did talk a lot, didn't I? Yeah, that's good. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing. What's wrong with that? Makes our job easier. We get paid the same amount of money. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you, 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 we do less work, and we get paid the same. Beautiful. <laughs> well, I was just thinking about, you know, this, like, ten people bubble? Yes. I don't think there's ten people that I want in my bubble. Mm, yeah. Is that wrong? Um, no, it's not. I mean, who would I have in mind? I'd have Kath. I've got, I see my kids anyway, so they're, they're I mean, let's put them in to add, to, to bump the numbers up. So that's three. <laughs> that's it. But also, yeah. if everybody in that 10 group, 10 person bubble has 10 people, within two steps, you've got a hundred people yeah. and then you've got a thousand people. Oh. So... That means you're still going to infect everybody, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. But I suppose, yeah. I hadn't thought of it like that. Oh, well, now I'm a bit... Oh, well, I was looking forward to at least seeing one person, but now I'm not. <laughs> I, I wonder whether they're thinking, if you see ten people, or let ten or fewer, um, yeah. you're more likely to sort of wash your hands and keep hygienic because you can put a face to the people you care about rather than it... I don't know. And then you're being, Maybe. you know... 20 randoms you like people 20 people doing, yeah i think people are doing it anyway though aren't they i mean I, i've definitely noticed this week um i do like to have a little bit of spy on i'm not spy, no i don't spy on my neighbors just in case anyone's listening spur? i am i spy. spy i thought you said i do like to have a nice little bit of spar sperm Oh my God, I'm a neighbour. Kind of. <laughs> well, as we, one of the stories in the sport yesterday was how that might be a cure for coronavirus, according to one young no. Anyway. It's very experimental at that point. Okay. okay. But I know what you mean. I've got my front window, it goes out onto the street. Okay, so if I'm sitting anywhere in the living room, I can see out the, out the window. And I am bored out of my mind, right? So I know for a fact that the neighbour opposite has her daughter come round, grown-up daughter and grandchildren mm -hmm. come round like every other day and they're going in the house and the kids are cuddling the grandparents. Yep. I think people are already taking liberties, to be a, honest. I'm on a corner mm. house, so I've got two perspectives. So that's quite good. I can, like, do, like, side, side of the street and opposite. <laughs> Works out <laughs> quite well, really. I'm getting bored. That's what it is. I'm just really... Like, you were saying you enjoy lockdown. I'm yeah. not having it. I don't like it. No, and I, listen, I know it's not for everyone. And, and when I, listen, let me just say, let me just say, when I do these big rants about how I'm enjoying the shopping and I'm enjoying lockdown, um, 
I get that that a lot of people aren't all right, and I, but I, I'm doing it as a bit of theatre, saying that we should keep it oh, going like this forever. Because I, I I did actually enjoy the shopping today a lot. I really enjoyed it, um, and uh, and I, I am enjoying lockdown. But I get that it's not for everyone. What are you doing? Because I'm do- what I'm doing is I'm cleaning. Um, watching a little bit of selective TV. I've done two seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm, doing a bit of reading, um, a little bit more cleaning, doing some streaming, and then I'm working in the evening, and maybe one or two doses. So I've got stuff to do. What are you doing? Not a lot. Cause we were talking about this today, actually, and I think we've kind of got ourselves in a little bit of a rut. And um, I am cleaning, and I am. we are sort of, well, as exercising as much as we ever do anyway. I mean, you know, I'm just... Yeah, I'm probably exercising more in lockdown than I do in a normal time. Um, but yeah, we've done some gardening, although, well, my partner's done some gardening, I've supervised. Um, what else? What else have we done? Oh, we've been watching Colony, that's quite good. Oh, what's Colony? I don't know Colony. Oh, it's good, but it's it's basically aliens invade and then they're all in, like, quarantine, so it's quite, yeah. It's oh, quite, no, hang on. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, and that's not the thing. Oh no, I'm thinking of the thing where people come back from the future and they get quarantined. No, that's. But these are aliens in quarantine. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not the aliens in quarantine. The aliens are basically in charge. They're like the overlords of the world, but you oh. don't really see the aliens. So it's like a silent threat, but you know oh. they're there. It's oh. good. 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 I'm and then like just like it all gets locked down. Um, it gets a bit dark in places, but yeah, it's quite. It's quite. What, what are you watching that on, please? Netflix. Thank you very much indeed. All right, I'll check it out. And if it's rubbish, it's I'm going to put. If it's rubbish, I'm putting you in my bubble, and I'll come round oh, and I will, ha- I will have a word with you, and okay. you will be in very serious trouble. All right. In my bubble. Trouble in my bubble. <laughs> Linda, it's nice to talk to you. We've got to move on. Thank you so much. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Alan, I'd put the phone down if I were you. The chance of getting on tonight is zero. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four four is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to Carl. Good evening, Carl. Hello there. How you, how's it going? It's all right, Carl. What you got for us? Um, just a quick one. My first time calling anyway, so I want to keep it short and sweet. Um, I was wondering, what's one of um, like a documentary that you like um, that's quite gritty? Three Identical Strangers on Netflix. I didn't... Oh, OK, I'll have to try that one out. OK, uh, the reason I ask, um, I'd watched one today um, called Small Town Ecstasy, um, which was a guy um, who ends up doing the drug with his um, yeah, kids. Tell me about it. Yeah. He did it with, oh, his, yes. with his kids, and then yes, he basically ended up obviously losing his kids. Oh. And then, um, yeah, then he's obviously going through the regret and that, but it's definitely worth a watch. I'm in. I am in. That sounds right up my strasser. Um, all right, I might give that a, a, a little look. I'm not really watching much TV. I'm watching, say, watching. Got a few more episodes of season ten of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've gone off Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, I've got a couple of DVDs that I dug out that I want to watch. But but um, all right, I, I, I'll check that out. Three, Three Identical Strangers is a good one. One more. Just one, one, one more question. What's your favourite comedy? Hmm. Well, at the moment, I would say Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's making me laugh a lot. Proper laugh out loud. Have you ever heard of one um, called Freddie Got Fingered by Tom Green? 
Yeah, I have heard of that film. And I remember it being quite a big cult film just after college. And um, someone, uh, Tim Heidecker was talking about that the other day. But I don't think I've ever seen it. But it's supposed to be very funny and very gross, isn't it? Yeah, sorry to plug um, another thing. Um, Tom Green had a really good one with Joe Rogan. That's another one. Tom Green, Tom Green's good. Tom Green um, was doing kind of what I'm doing now with YouTube in that I'm streaming the show. But he was doing that like years ago before that was even a thing. And he was doing sort of a phone-in show. I don't know. I, 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 he did it for this. Get, get this, Kath, right? So Tom Green, he's, a, I think, a Canadian comedian. And he's yeah, he used to be married to Drew Barrymore. There we go. Of course he was. Yes, yeah. exactly. Thank you. And he Sorry, did, and this was, this was years ago, like maybe 10, maybe 15 years ago, he did a phone-in show from his house and he did it like a late night TV show with the desk and the microphone and he might have a guest and he had a phone, like a phone on his table and, and he put the number out and people would phone it up and it was unfiltered and he would just take phone calls and it was yeah. a lot of people just telling him he was a knob. <laughs> well, he was a little bit to be fair, but uh, yeah. Quite a lot of things like he had the testicle. Look, te- I never say that word. Testicle cancer. Uh, he beat that and that. But um, yeah, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm oh, going to watch Freddie because it's the second time I've heard it mentioned this week, and I do have a lot of respect for for Tom Green. I, I'm going to check that out. Thank you very much, Carl. Excellent first call. Let's go, Alan. Put the phone down. Let's go to Andrew. Hi, Ian. Hi, Kath. How are we doing? Hey, Andrew. All right. Thank you very much. What you got for us? Yeah. Bit of tension in the air today, isn't there? A little bit of tension, well, yeah. in the last half hour, it's been around to this point. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep it um, light-hearted. First of all, Ian, you're, you're a braver man than me. If I referred to my um, other half as Hitler, I think I'd be sleeping in the shed, mate. Well, first of all, Catherine and I are not married. It turns out that, the, it turns out that for the wedding to be legal, both parties have to be aware that they're actually getting married, and she was unaware of that. She wasn't present. Um, and uh, and secondly, well, that implies I drugged you, and I, and I didn't. I'm just implying you were in a different building, but you've implied you've now taken it to the next stage and, and suggested Rohypnol. Well. Uh, and s- secondly, I would willingly sleep in my shed, uh, Andrew, because I've got a, I've got a sofa bed in there. So if if uh, Adolf wants me to sleep in there, I'll sleep in there. You're sleeping in there. Okay, fine. We don't even live together. Well. I've just been offered the option. You're sleeping in there. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, fine. Are you happy, Andrew? See what you've yeah, done. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, yeah. I think I think that's your punishment tonight. In, in the shed. Off you go. No, naughty boy. Naughty, naughty boy. <laughs> Give myself a good slap. <laughs> slap my bum. Anyway, yes. Right. Um, two things. Um, I've been listening to, to the conversation about the supermarkets and such. Um, I'll be as quick as I can because I know you're getting towards the end of the show. So sort of like the week before last and in the news and in the media, everyone was sort of attacking Amazon and other clothing companies and such, uh, Boohoo and various other companies for having their staff at work. Oh, make cheer up. And such. Well, no, um, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, good. I'm just, uh, uh, yeah, true. I'm trying, come on, good. it's late. I'm trying to do some gags, yeah, guys. Yeah, very good. I, I got you. Right. And so like the last couple of days that we're starting to see people making noises about sort of reopening again, obviously B&Q reopened and, and there was a queue across the car park and, yeah. and, and, and down the road and such. And now we're sort of seeing Greg's on about reopening and he's starting to see Nando's saying... These, are, assen- these are essential stores. Greg's and Nando's and B&Q. These are essentials. 
Well, that that was that leads me to my point. Who do they answer to? Maybe as a thought, more, more than a question. Who says? Who gives them the okay to sort of say, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Get- this, well, the thing, if I, uh, I think they can just do it. Really? Maybe you know better than me, Kath. I think they can just do it if they want. Um, I don't think that that. Um, I don't think legally that, that no. I don't think the law is that they have to stay closed, is it? I'm I think it's just accepted. Yeah, I'm wondering whether if the government made it law, they would have more of a financial responsibility for every single business that was unable to operate. Yeah. So I think it's it's uh, it's a social thing. Although people ha- people have been arrested for going out, haven't they? So wouldn't that apply? If I I own I own you know Ian Sandwich Bar. If I opened it against the advice you know against what has been said could i get fined for that i think if you're not enforcing well, social I distancing just, uh, jump in quickly our local bakery in our village has, has never closed through the whole but thing. is it but is it having customers coming in or is it delivering or is it just having customers come to the door um I'm, i haven't been down there so i couldn't you, yeah because i know that a lot of small businesses food places in particular but some other places are are delivering and that's kind of cool, and that kind of makes sense. Um, and I, I, and I know that some of the shops near me were saying, if we can't deliver, if you arrange, you know, say you're going to come here at two o'clock on Saturday, and you've paid on the phone, we can put your stuff outside and watch you pick it up. So there, there are kind of little cheats around it. Mm. Um, two, two other quick things. Um, first of all, they, they opened the drive-through in France the other day. McDonald's, they opened one McDonald's and, and there was a three and a half hour queue down the road. Wow. So I don't, yeah. Of course there was. Beautiful. Beautiful. The golden arches, man. And, and the other one, um, are you a basketball the, the, fan at all, Ian? Hang on, Kath, what were you going to say? I was going to say, when I lived in France, um, they used to be very sniffy about McDonald's, but the fact was that that place uh, was always absolutely bustling, and uh, there is something universal about McDonald's. Yeah, Saying magic. that, the French would be all too glad to see it fold or to have some sort of trouble, because it would reinforce the fact that um, their food is the best. But everybody knows that there's nothing like a McMuffin. Um, am I a basketball fan? No. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. No. Okay, well, that, that that drops that. There's just a new um, series on Netflix called The Last Dance, and it's the um, story of the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. So if anyone is listening that are basketball fans, I would highly recommend it. There's right, more episodes out. They're dropping two a week. Yeah, it's really good. Andrew, thank you very much indeed. 03444991000. Oh, my God, it's 8.54. Flipping it. Um, let's go to uh, Amy. If, if um, Daryl pops up, um, he's very welcome to, to if you send me a little message he's welcome to join us if he pops up if he doesn't well, screw that loser I don't think he can hear us that's why I'm talking like that like a big nerd let's go to Edward good evening Edward good evening what can we do oh, for you Edward right. I've been I've been listening for a good long while since Absolute and finally got up the chops to give a call in um, that bell is for you are you calling from Denver Colorado in the United States thereof I am what a hero what a hero hey man nice to well listen thank you thank you thank you um uh, how can we help you well i was gonna i was gonna comment on the whole marketplace situation which is different in the states but i'd imagine kind of similar that yeah go on what's happening over there again i I imagine it's different in different parts of the states but what's happening where you are 
Yeah, well, some have become really a dream, as you said, to go to the supermarket. Everyone is keeping distance, no interruptions, and are genuinely kinder, it seems, in this mm. communal struggle. And then others, much more of Cass' experience, where people are getting really antsy to get back to things and believe it's a government conspiracy and the like. And so are very, very pushy in ways that they weren't before in kind of approving that they're not scared. And it's and that can be scary, but it's weird. There's this dual dynamic of some are much nicer and some are some are a little bit terrifying. We have both, our country and yours, have had two really big um, seismic shifts in politics recently that have created, that, that have widened the gaps. For us, it was Brexit. And for you, it was the, the, the election of President Trump. And it really mm. seems to have, in both both instances, empowered people to be ruder and more aggressive and more selfish um and that's a massive generalization and i'm generalizing because we're coming to the last three minutes of the show and i'm tired and all of that stuff um but it really does seem that there has been a huge increase in in people going well no 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 me i'm more important than you and i'm more important than the country and and, and those they seem to be catherine the people that are, are defying the lockdown and calling yeah, it a conspiracy the people that see everyone else as the opposition, the competition, people who are going to stand in their way of getting what they want. I mean, it's a mm -hmm. simplistic view, but there are there, there are some people who believe that the um, society is split into two teams and anyone who's not on their side is uh, is in their way, you know. Yeah, and it, it's, I think that mindset is kind of horrendous at a time like this, but it's in some ways nice that people are showing their true colours in time of crisis and you can distinguish the people that are with you and with everyone else and the people who just want to wall themselves off and think of themselves. But um, scary time, but I thought I wanted to hear at the end of the show. No, thank you, man. Uh, and it scary. is... Um I'm not so scared anymore. At the start of this, I was full of fear. I'm not scared now. I, uh, today I was thinking about what would happen if I got ill, and, uh, and I, I kind of went into that little whirlpool of thinking, oh, I'm going to get ill, or oh, I'm going to end up in, in hospital. Who's going to feed the cats? Oh, my God, then I'm going to die. It might happen. It's unlikely, but it's, you know, it, ge it gen genuinely might happen. But um, it is a scary time. There's a global pandemic. <laughs> people, <laughs> people are dying. You know, it's nuts, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. But just getting through it, thinking it'll be a good story, hopefully, to tell later on um, how we made it through rather than how we fell apart. Mm. Hey, it'd be really nice to talk to you, man. Give us a call next time a little bit earlier so we can chat a little bit longer. Sounds great. Thank you so much to both of you guys. Take care, man. Uh, thank you. Alistair, very quickly, we're out of time, man. What are you doing phoning this late at night? Oh, I'm late. I'm late. I just want to say... You're late. I'm, you're I'm, late. I'm, we haven't got time. We have to go. I've got a special reason to ring on Monday. Look forward to it. Is it... Is it... It's not, it's not a year, is it? You wait till then. Oh, what a brilliant cliffhanger, my friend. We'll speak to you before then, but but what? Oh, that's made my night. Uh, stay tuned. We sorry, we suddenly got very very busy at the end. Thank you, Kath. Thank you, Amy. Daryl is up next. Um, this is Talk Radio. Talk Radio.